there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Exciting time to be involved in Bitcoin Cash at the moment. During that whole war, fighting versus big blocks, like were, were we the bad guys? Were we the ones that weren't listening? Fundamentally, we believe in markets, transparency, and tokenization. Come on, you gotta come stronger than that, you know, like. Hello, and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. Great week for doing that, as always. Well, mostly. Uh, this is episode number 99, Beach House and Abla Lock-In, featuring returning guest, Fiendish Crypto. Today is Saturday, the 25th of November, 2023. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is doing the producing same as always. And our guest was previously on the show on episode 57. Uh, Several August, lifetimes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. August 2022. So if uh, you're new to the channel, you might actually enjoy going back and listening to that because a heap has changed. I'm sure if you listen to that episode and then listen to this one, you'll see a night and day difference in what we're discussing and what the vibe is. But he hosted the BCH 22 conference in St. Kitts, and we don't need to get all into your uh, background in the BCH scene because we already covered that previously. But just for people who are new to the show, give a quick summary of how you're involved in the in the BCH scene and what you've been up to recently. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. First of all, thanks for having me on your show again. Um, you know, and thank you for encouraging me to have a little uh, Saturday night drink. <laughs> so we, we've got the whiskey out tonight. Uh, cheers. And yeah, so about me. Uh, in BCH, so I've been involved uh, with BCH, sort of uh, joined the community in about 2020, if I remember correct. And um, I can't believe that that was sort of three, four years ago, because um, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, what I'd like to see myself, I, I saw back then, um, the BCH was an amazing technology, something that was living the dream of what got me interested in Bitcoin and uh, got me excited when I studied Bitcoin and realized, yes, this is the answer to a lot of our problems. This is the next step in democracy and uh, social organization. And Bitcoin Cash had all the properties that were exciting um, about that project. Um, but the community was not so harmonious uh, as it could have been, let's say. So uh, what I wanted to do in my uh, initiative was to try and uh, be involved, help inspire people to work together to have the Bitcoin Cash conference, for example. I think the real life meetups is really important. The networking that comes out of that is uh, so invaluable. Um, and since I started doing that, of course, you've been very active too. I think you were one of the people that actually... Uh, sort of motivated me to be more vocal, be more, uh, to show my face and to get involved a little more in the Bitcoin Cash community. Um, but since I started doing that and since the BCH conference, and especially since the launch of Cash Tokens, I've really seen that um, my dream of this harmonious community, there's, of course, it's decentralized and everyone's working on their own thing. And there are disagreements and that's great. You know, that's important of the community. But overall, everyone's so aligned with the destination. Um, and uh, so I think it's an exciting time uh, to be in Bitcoin Cash, to be a builder. 
Um, and I'm really glad to be a part of that and to help where I can in encouraging entrepreneurs, developers to come into that system, to build the tech out. And also, you know, as Tom Zander keeps on saying, I think this is important. We're not quite there yet, but it's to build the products, to build the actual, you know, we're building the tech. Um, we've got a lot there, but building the products that people are utilizing and is, you know, no one needs to sell it basically because that product sells itself, uh, which I would still want to be helping involved with that with the Cash Tokens Forum, for example, which is designed for attracting developers, entrepreneurs, and people that want to leverage the technology that Bitcoin offers in a way that uh, will generate them huge wealth, preferably to the benefit of everyone. <laughs> for the benefit of everyone, but especially us, you know. <laughs> That's what this is all about after all anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I uh, I basically, I put my money where my mouth is. I see something that's incredibly interesting. Um, if you haven't got skin in the game, then you you don't, you don't, it's, it's very easy to speak. But um, so I put a lot of skin in the game. Um, and I, because I genuinely believe that there's two solutions in the future. Bitcoin Cash will be a largely used currency that you can use pretty much in any, anywhere around the world or certainly in the countries that you want to live in, or we'll end up with such a tyrannical regime that's pretty much global or anywhere you'd want to live that life wouldn't be worth living anyway. So, uh, I think it's a good bet, right? It's like that meme with the fork onto the, the the house with the good house and then the house with the darkness and storms and stuff. It does. Exactly. I mean, maybe maybe history always feels this way. I, I don't know, but I certainly get the sense we're at a bit of a turning point, right? Yeah, we're at a turning point. I mean, history does repeat. If you look at the issues that we're having today, uh, it's happened all throughout history. I was at a museum today looking at... Um, the Roman Empire and the Egyptian Empire. When you look at what the Egyptians did so long ago, and with the Roman Empire, just think about what they did with the currency. They had a similar thing where they debased the money that they were using uh, and, and replaced silver with, um, with alloys until it was worthless. So I think that history repeats itself. But the difference where, where we are today is that technology um, has internet inter-networked the entire world. And so if a government goes down that, that route today, it becomes so much more difficult to get out of that. So I do think we're at a juncture where it's bloody important. If we get this wrong, uh, we will spend the next few hundred years or maybe even thousands of years fighting against that to get regain our freedoms. So I think, I think is, yeah, you're right. It's, it's something's different about now. And I do feel that people are waking up to that fact. So I'm optimistic, although I think we've got a big fight ahead of us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you and I are both, I would say, quite optimistic people. And I think it ties together with with how you started about how the community a couple of years ago was in such a, a state where it had sort of wrestled itself free from kind of central control after the three civil wars. But of course, that's going to take a toll on people's mentality and so on and so forth. And they they're going to be very defensive. They're going to be very, uh, you know, despondent in some cases. And just bringing a little bit of that enthusiasm and optimism and fun back back to things has been a, a long arc. But like you said, I think I think we've got there and it's now starting to transition out from needing to work away at just bringing people back into the right frame of mind to talking about what are the actual tools and technology and so forth that that we can build you know when we were talking a year and a half ago or you know whatever it was so 15 months ago it was more just kind of like 
trying to bring everyone into that phase but we're now actually here it's actually quite amazing to go back and listen to some of the older episodes or look at some of the older community chats or whatever and see just just how different things are and that's not necessarily that visible from the outside right i don't think the rest of the world has really clued in to that not the rest of the world because the crypto space is tiny and bitcoin cash incorporates a very very sorry to say insignificant portion of that it's really a a tiny but but yet as we've seen with the interactions um that you've been having online and also people coming into our btc so on reddit people are noticing this change in culture um we've also had uh you know ethereum's founder vitalik also made the comment that about the community um changing its way it looks more positive now i can't remember the exact quote but it was it was certainly uh very different to what you know the the quite scathing comment he made about bitcoin cash a year or a year and a half ago so i think people are seeing that there is change here or at least the people that are in crypto but yeah well, sure we I, I think there are a lot more could be done to to push that more into the mainstream but that's that's going to happen i believe especially when you know when we have those products coming out, when if the brawl run does happen, the price starts going up, then uh, then the interest will go up and people will be really, they'll catch on to this BCH positive movement that's happening. Yeah, okay. So let's take a quick look at the price then. I've got bull market, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Today, USD, $227.25 per BCH, which is down a little. One BTC is 166.3 BCH down a little on the ratio and one ETH is 9.0 BCH, which is also down slightly. But when I was just re-watching some of that earlier episode we had, it was like $113. We've roughly doubled since the last time you were on the show. So uh, rough, Roughly doubled, yes. Uh, that's, a, that's a good way. That's a positive way of putting it. I remember <laughs> when it sunk down to that price. I remember being at the conference, it can't go under 100. It can't go. I remember a month or two before, it must have been when we had the meeting. I thought it was about 200 uh, when we had the last. the last. Oh. Uh, okay. So it already, but then it must have crumbled then just. It was still went lower. It definitely went lower from there. It definitely yes. went lower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this year has been really good for Bitcoin Cash. Um, I'd love to know why, because the price went up quite a bit um, and now it's it's gone down quite a bit. And um, relative for me, what's really interesting is relative to uh, to other cryptos. So it's percentage of the market cap relative to others, especially when linked to BTC, because relative to fear, I don't really care because I believe very much that crypto will succeed. So for me, that's a done deal. Crypto will, will succeed. Will it be centralized? So it's, And I would argue that's not really crypto, but... Will it be centralized um, or will it be decentralized? That for me is is the fight that we're fighting, right? We want to ensure that it's decentralized, that it's a, a crypto like Bitcoin Cash and preferably is Bitcoin Cash because we're so invested into that ecosystem. Um, and yeah, I think um, I think when um, when the price drops relative to BTC, then that makes me that makes me more itchy. I have to say, but as we saw, what was the, the price rise against BTC? I think we we doubled, right? Yeah, it went two hundred two weeks then, yeah. to one hundred, yeah. it's like less than that. And I think this is the important message for everyone in the community. So I, I imagine that the price relative to BCC will will fall now, and it will continue yeah. falling for the next few months. But but the point is, is that it can change so quickly. And I'm not really quite sure why it why it went like it did. There was the argument that it was because BCH was one of these four cryptos that were being accepted by this exchange but i don't really know what this exchange is 
I, yeah, it, it, smelled, it felt like a smoke screen to me. But the point is it can change very quickly. Now, maybe this is just one world doing this. Maybe it is a country, you know, there's all of a sudden there's a bit of BCH promotion or an article. It could be, I don't know. But the point is it can change on a dime and it will change on a dime. And I hope everyone in the community is ready for that. And also in other communities like BTC, because when BCH gets its foothold in anything and anything that is really that it captivates the people, it captivates the audience, like, wow, this really helps me in this moment, whatever product it is or service it's running on BCH. You know, and there are some, as we know about, that might be releasing soon. Maybe it has has a good, good success, uses Bitcoin Cash as the backbone to deliver those services. Then it could just, just be like that. It could be overnight. You know, within one year, we could flip from where we are now to being bigger than BTC. I really believe that. that, that I think that's totally realistic. When it will happen, that's, that's the question. Uh, I'm gambling on within the next few years, but <laughs> let, let, let's see. Yeah. yeah, it's funny you mentioned the conference because it is now just after one one year since we did that obviously we didn't really uh create a conference or do anything like that this year and i think that's i think that's fine you know there's no need to overdo it and certainly there's been plenty else going on to keep everyone busy but i'm wondering if you had any reflections on that one year yeah. later and especially you know obviously some some people were there but i guess most people were not there and especially historically most people in the future will not have been there is there anything that stuck out to you from what might have been you know a turning point for bitcoin cash yeah definitely so i mean i i really at that time i was really trying to set up like a a bitcoin foundation so obviously with foundation it's decentralized it's nothing official but the point is is like i'm trying to create an organization that really helps organize um conferences that are designed for bitcoin cash um proponents and developers and anyone that's interested in that that dream that bitcoin cash has and the original bitcoin has so i think um you know i'd love to see conferences every year i think that the conference as it was was very good it, it, you know considering how little time that we had to organize for that um the turnout was huge and you know when you think about the fact bitcoin cash is small if you look at it market cap if you look at the percentage of the number of transactions the community look at the li- number of likes on twitter the community is small. Um, we announced the conference because of the, you know, the real possibility that we saw in having legal tender uh, as a voluntary thing that was a really important. So people could pay and they could voluntarily pay their taxes and so on. That would be a great um, uh, model for other countries to apply for making Bitcoin Cash uh, or other cryptos uh, legal. I've kind of lost where I'm going with that, actually. <laughs> well, with but, the legal but- tender stuff, like... Yeah. So that did, that didn't pan out, and I personally am not like shocked because I said maybe we have a 50-50 odds of it getting over the line. But I still think the fact we put in that effort will be sitting in a lot of people's minds, right? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And that was yeah that was the point I wanted to make was that so there was a reason why we did it so short term. You know, we only had a few months to ramp up to it. It was in sick kits and Navis, one you know really difficult place to get back to. My flight back took me all in all about thirty six hours or something. I was destroyed. Um, it was very expensive and, and you know, people had to pay a lot of money to get there is in the high season. And yet it was it was full. We had we had it full of so many people. And it makes me think, wow, you know, how would that look like if we had more time to plan? If, you know, for me, a conference should have a good six months, I would say, to, for, to organize that. And I would say at the minimum. Um, and what, what could be possible with that? So I'd love to see more conferences going forward in the future. And the after effects of that was real 
passionate people with Bitcoin Cash got to meet each other, got to see each other. I'm not a fan of Telegram, I'm not a fan of text. I know it's used a lot. I know you're a big user of it, but with text, it's all very dry. And, you you know, everyone's having their opinion and and very often people are missing sort of the opinion on, and it's getting a little bit antagonistic sometimes or it's got a lot better. You know, there's no doubt about that. But when you meet in person, as you know, right, the difference is just so huge. You say something, I can, I'm quite a sarcastic person. I, I, I but I'm, but in my, in, when I'm in person, it's quite clear, right? It's quite clear that I'm, I'm, I'm pulling your leg and I'm doing it intentionally. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to antagonize. Whereas when I apply the same humor on uh, uh, Telegram, and I guess it's the same with most people, right? We all have our particular humor in our way. Um, doing that on chat just doesn't have the impact. So we should meet up more. You know, this is my my t- take out from that. We should definitely Bitcoin Cash community. Everyone that's listening to this, everyone that's in the community, meet with meet locally. Meet you know if you can afford it, fly internationally, meet with each other, network, um, and start brainstorming because no great idea came from one person. You know, the next product that serves the next billion people on Bitcoin Cash will be a group effort and it will come out from those sort of events where we where we join together talk and 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 drink a little drink yeah yeah well it is it is it is very expensive and i personally i'm just so happy that we got that clip of sunny spraying everybody with the with the champagne which is now in the intro for this year and next year it won't be in the intro you know we'll have we'll have something different but i'm glad that that could be in there because when people go back and look at the history they'll they'll be able to see like and it was just a it was just a few guys it's so ridiculous when you when you look at that clip like it's like about you know seven or eight people getting drenched in champagne and obviously there was more people there and stuff but it may be in a couple of years if we're at the point where bdc has been at because they're also their conference attendance and so on is, is falling that you know we have these huge like sea of people or a big concert venue or like whatever we get to in the future it will be a, a classic example of just like from humble beginnings you know from little things big things grow right yeah exactly now it's also kind of thinking about that that is another reason why i really wanted to um sort of set up some sort of an organization so with other stakeholders that want to do um conferences because at a certain point if we have success that will be huge. You know, I mean, you look at BTC, what are the, is the cost to go to those conferences? Um, and then you price out everyone. You price out everyone other than the sort of crypto boys or, you know, whatever. And for me, I would love the Bitcoin Cash conferences to be always affordable, to basically the whole point is about networking. Of course, you can sell your premium deluxe seats or whatever at the front and then charge any amount, you know, for the booths. But I'd love it that those conferences are easily affordable to all of the, you know, developers working on a shoestring because that's that's the important people, right? That's they're the ones that are driving this all forward. Yeah, it all it does all come from the organic grassroots. So my first slide here is start with why, because I've been reading this book by uh, Simon Sinek. It's a pretty good book. I'm only about halfway through where he basically is making the argument that, I mean, you can say what you do, right? Like, you know, we're, we're what we're doing is peer-to-peer cash, right? But how we're doing it is one step greater than that, you know, podcasts and meetups and so on. And then why we're doing it is to save humanity from getting absolutely fucking wrecked in the future, right? And if you start with with that vision part of it and then you build up to what, it, it, it sort of makes more sense than if you do it the other way and people find it easier to connect with. So we've got a clip here from Vitalik who was just talking yesterday, uh, or at least this clip was released yesterday, about where the BTC and where the ETH community are at. And I thought it would be really interesting to take a look at what what he's saying and where in the broader context 
things are at with cryptos and alignment and vision, and then maybe uh, bring that to what lessons BCH can learn from that. So, great. Yeah, let's take a look. Yep. Uh, Perfect. And uh, I have a question about the messaging of Ethereum. So, is it programmable money? Is it ultrasound money? Is it a world computer, a general purpose blockchain, or all of the above? Because it seems from a newcomer's perspective, it can be a bit difficult to grasp and sometimes make sense of um, compared to Bitcoin's sort of digital gold uh, statement. So, Ethereum's positioning can seem convoluted, essentially. How do you think the messaging of Ethereum overall can be improved? I think one of the differences between Bitcoin and Ethereum here is like Ethereum does inherently embrace pluralism in a lot of ways. Like there is no dominant narrative to the same extent, right? So like in Bitcoin, for example, if you ask like what is the narrative for how Bitcoin scales, people are going to tell you it's the Lightning Network, right? And uh, the Lightning Network doesn't really have significant competitors in that sense. Like you might have different flavors of Lightning, but it's the Lightning Network. And then if you think about like how Ethereum is going to scale, there is uh, the optimistic roll-up camp, there is the ZK roll-up camp, there is uh, off-chain data and uh, Validiums and Plasmas. There's really crazy stuff like um, Intmax that like almost no one knows about, which is like this weird thing that combines like four or five bytes of data on chain per transaction rollup style together with a plasma system, and you get something that's uh, like has extremely strong privacy properties, um, which is uh, you know really cool. So. There are like five different ways to do something for any single thing that needs to be done, and like that's valuable. And I think there's a lot of uh, like actually good experimentation that comes out of that. And then like there's lots of people that have different philosophies about like what we're here for, right? Like I think uh, Bitcoin is because it's inherently application specific. To really be a Bitcoiner, you have to really believe that like. Either you know, like sound, like censorship persistent sound money specifically is something that's like incredibly important and good for the world. Uh, but in if you're in Ethereum, you can believe that, um, or you can believe in stable coins, or you can believe the whole money thing is stupid and we're just trying to make better DAOs, or um, you can believe the the whole money thing is stupid and DAOs don't work, but we're trying to do decentralized, uh, you know, like social media or carbon credits or art NFTs or whatever else. Um, you can believe that like we're trying to make better mechanisms for fundraising and uh, you know like think about like quadratic funding and other kinds of public goods funding and uh, and things like that right like there's a lar- a much larger space of things you can believe and be in a, uh, that is important to do in the world and still be an ethereum person and ethereum as a platform accommodates that and i think ethereum as an ecosystem accommodates that too um and when you have that, then like it's, you know, you're inevitably going to just have internal conflict about narrative to some extent, because like each of those sides, uh, you know, like has its own different view on like what even is the uh, sort of overarching narrative that uh, combines all of the threads together. And I think that's fine. I think uh, it is something that is going to stabilize over time, especially as the technical role of uh, Ethereum, the blockchain versus Ethereum, the ecosystem change over time, right? So like, for example, if uh, it becomes clearer that 
let's say Ethereum is a data and settlement layer, and uh, layer twos are the thing that where like application level okay. stuff happens. Yeah, like that's one direction. Versus if you know, like in five years, Ethereum ends up evolving to the point where like it does eighty percent of the work and roll up to twenty percent of the work, then like. Ethereum does become something closer oh, really? to a uh, sort of world yeah. computer you know, like operating kernel. Um, and at some point, it's probably going to migrate to being one or the other, which I think is totally fine. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think I, I, in general, I still like, like I do think that it's uh, still too early to demand one uh, narrative for those things. I think like the correct answer at this point just is that there's uh, there's space for a lot of them at at the same time, and that's part of what makes it interesting. I found this, you know, this is at the end, right? This is in the last second, last question of this hour long interview where it gives a lot of uh, really sort of detailed answers like that. And this one struck me, you know, quite specifically because it's very obvious that the two largest projects in the space, on one hand, you've got BTC and they've changed from digital cash, right, to digital gold, but they've now very much uh, bet bet the farm kind of on that and on not changing that. Of course, we're seeing some tweaks as, as people start to realize, well, maybe we fucked up. But once you get momentum going to the degree that you have, especially as the market leader, it's hard to change and in the past it, you know vitalik is very much a bitcoiner right he's one of the true og bitcoiners but in this clip you can really hear him say how and i'm sure he would still say he was a bitcoiner but he's really feeling like that's a different vision that he's left behind but on the other hand with ethereum he can't really explain like what they're going for it's kind of like well we'll figure it out it'll come to something but it's a bit directionless and so they're drawing a bigger tent relative to BDC, but at the same time, they don't necessarily have a mission or alignment. So things are just kind of coming up out of the soup. And I think that's a fascinating contrast for the top two projects in the space, especially relative to BCH, which for all its uh, problems has been incredibly consistent about the message, but clearly needs to find new ways to explain or to market uh, that because it hasn't done a good job of, of breaking through so far. So yep. that was my take. What do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I also think there's really something to be uh, learned from Vitalik here because uh, he's right. I mean, he, when he's talking about BTC, he's not talking about store of value, right? He talked about permissionless um, currency and the importance of that. And that that is one thing. And if that, and you know, what you're saying is if, if you're not into that one thing, or if you don't see the value of that, then you can't be in that particular um, coin, then you go to something else. If it's the theory, it does also do that. That's his argument. I would, I'd argue it doesn't, but okay. But he says it does do that. And also it does these other things. You should say a little, you know, there's quite a few things mentioned there, um, you know, the stable coins and whatnot. And um, I think... Um, um, but the point is, is that rather than just thinking about philosophy, the philosophy, the philosophy of BCH, you know, you know me, I stand 100% behind it. I see the value in that, but most people don't. The vast majority of people, I've explained uh, what Bitcoin offers. Um, and when, and people are like, yeah, but it's, it's just, you know, you can't use it anywhere. You know, it's not real money. And and they don't, they don't get that, the, the, the importance of it. They will do, but probably when it's too late. 
And so I think the messaging for this is why I why I really wanted to um, help with cash tokens, because if we can create a thriving ecosystem that's not that's using Bitcoin cash as the core, but it's it's, a, it's making possible this product or that product, you know, there's nothing to do with crypto. But it's running on Bitcoin Cash. It, it benefits from that security that the chain offers. Um, then we widen up our catchment area, right? It allows the ecosystem to grow. I mean, look at Ethereum. But it is the number one chain. If you look at all the value that's locked on it, it's much bigger than BTC. It has, um, and it has, uh, and I think that a lot of that value is much more real as well to BTC. I'm not quite convinced that uh, uh, that the BTC, BTC value isn't hugely pumped by um, by. Uh, a lot of strange actors, but hey, that, that, who knows? Um, but if Bitcoin Cash could capture that, that mentality. So yes, it is it is about permissionless cash, right? That Anything that goes against that should be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't have things working, you know, alongside that, that complement it, as we see on cash tokens, which widen that catchment. And then people will start using it. So, you know, if they're using um, Bitcoin Cash as the... Uh, uh, as the payment channels for creating software, for example, um, or anything like that, then people will use this without giving a damn about Bitcoin Cash. They'll use it because it benefits them. Because hey, if I, you know, signing up to credit card payment systems or PayPal or whatever, it's it's very complicated. You can't. Most people don't even have access to banking, so they can't offer their skills. You have to pay quite big fees and so on. So they'll use this without caring about permissionless money. But they'll hold on to it, and then they'll they'll get change it to stable coins or change it into fiat, whatever. But then they'll see the price because the price will go up. People will see, oh, there's lots of activity going on. What's going on here? People will start accumulating more. And then those people that are using the chain will start being like, for whatever reason, whatever reason it is, it doesn't matter. And they'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I'll hold on to some of this. And then they'll hold on to it. And then other people hold on to it. And people will want to start exchanging with this rather than, hey, let's not even cash out. Let's Because there's always fees in that. And there's always some, you know, know your customer and, and anti-monitoring laws and all that. So let's just trade in, in Bitcoin Cash instead. And that's how I believe the um, the next billion uh, users of Bitcoin Cash will be, will be had. And then they'll be using it without even realizing why it's so important. And all of a sudden you have a country there and a country here clamping down with CBDCs. And all of a sudden people are like, Oh wow, shit. This stuff's amazing. This is great. And then they'll get it. They'll get it after. Yeah. So I think that something to be something to be taken here still, you know, from from Vitalik. Yeah, well, when you're saying that, I'm thinking of a shout out to my friend Natalia, who she's Russian, right? And she's in the UK and she's discovering that there are quite a lot of limits to these uh banking system and and so forth when you're in that kind of situation because of the yep geopolitics of, of current Russian situation, which she's not involved in at all, right? She hasn't. Well, she is, though, isn't she? Any. That's the thing. Well, that's she's right. Really, exactly. She, yes. And she's just right. got involved, you know, just like that. That's right. Just by being... being this is wrong, guys, you know, unless you're Russian or another country that's been put onto a list from your government. But then it's fine. You're <laughs> all treated with the same brush. Yeah, that's right. And and But she has become interested in... Crypto. I was talking to her about it the other night. And she was saying like she's been sort of curious about it for a, a couple of years, right? But even though she didn't say this, I can see the story in in her sort of timeline that okay, this has now become like a real issue. And so I've paid her in BCH for some stuff, and then she said to me like, "Oh, I said." She said, "What can I do with it?" And I said, "Well, obviously the network effect is low. We do need to spread that and build up. But here's some." kind of things you can do and if you really want you can just swap it back to me right i'm not going to sort of trap you in this system if you don't get and she said no no i think this is important i need to hold on to this and if somebody else if i can give it to somebody else then it spreads and she 
understood all of that without me really explaining it. And so I think yep. you're right that maybe people, the best we can do is to give people a little bit of a taste of it. And then once they're in that situation, suddenly kind of all the pieces fall into place. That that really seems to be the way that it's going. Sure. Yeah. And and it's it's happening. I mean, we're seeing around the world, banks are putting up more and more restrictions in the UK. There are quite a lot of banks now. You can only withdraw two thousand um, up to two thousand. Then, then it will just not be allowed. And um, e- even under that, you know, you can get some questions. And so, when people want to go and, and buy that car in cash or whatever, it is that they're coming up to these walls they didn't realize were there. So, I think it will it will it will happen more and more as we go forward. And we have to capitalize on that. We have to. But I wouldn't say. But just to focus on that. Then we're waiting. It's very reactionary. We're waiting for people to get burnt to see the rea- you know the reality of it. So she's already been burnt. She's already Russian. The war's already started. People can't get their money out. It's very it's very tough. And I'd say that that's fine. That's a good thing to do, and we should carry on doing that. But it's okay to focus on other things too. You know that products. You know, is one of the things that's coming up. Products running on cash tokens. Um, you know, to get people interested, to get people excited, even if it's just some some you know if it's art NFTs. It's not my world, but hey, if it gets excitement up, great, right? Uh, uh, to get people into it, but uh, yeah. So Natasha, right? Uh, Natalia, Natalia, Natalia. Natalia, sorry. Look at. Natalia, no, welcome no, to BCH. <laughs> welcome, exactly. She's a great person to have in the BCH community. So when I have on the next slide, Jet, do you have a woman to chime in here? You got yeah. friends or what? No, no, no. This is a much smaller scale, but um, and it's weird because I feel like I've been spoiled by cryptocurrency now. When I went to purchase the new desk and chair that I've got coming in. Um, I was met with like daily limits or something. Like I couldn't use my bank card to make the purchase. And it was <laughs> like, what, what the, like my money, it's there. Like I'm. Did you just at- say my, my money? Yeah, you're right. You yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I've spent years now, like buying well the server that i bought was just as expensive and i bought that with bitcoin cash and it was like easy no problems whatsoever and just buying a desk and a chair normal household everyday things took me like three hours to you know get a hold of the bank and be like yes i'm me trying to make this purchase i'm at home please let me buy this thing this is what i've been thinking about right i've got this next slide here winning strategy which is i've been thinking about why hasn't like bch has obviously pumped up the ranks a bit but what will it take to convince the broader market that they should take bch seriously and what i concluded is that we need to be making a convincing case to the market that we have built everything from scratch i mean everything the reason that btc has been able to get to the point that it has against fiat even despite all the problems is because the market believes that if you shut off the banking system, BTC would still be standing, right? Okay, with a lot of problems and so forth, but everything is there. The nodes are there, the code libraries and tooling is there, the community is there, the wallets are there, they've got huge conferences, they've got big media promotion, they've got, you know, whatever they've got, right? And you can, it's credible that if every, if the world goes to an apocalypse, BTC will still be Standing and maybe to some extent, ETH the same. They've now got their own uh, thing going on there that is completely separate from BTC and from the rest of sort of the fiat world and financial system. So 
I was reflecting on the fact that we're starting to get there. We The node layer has been there for a while. The code libraries and tooling is building up. Now we're starting to get onto this app layer that we'll, we'll talk about. And then after the layer after that is the news and media and discussion. Again, that's still that's still a bit um, small, you know, like this channel has only got 1,500 subscribers or 1,600 subscribers on YouTube, 8,000 8, followers on Twitter. That's a lot better than it was, but it's not like the 500K that Peter McCormack has or anything, right? So that that will be the next layer. And then after that as well, like we're talking about conferences and, and meetups, we're not quite there. So that's where I think the community needs to feel more emboldened to start making some moves and focusing some energy because if we can get that going at a small scale then it's just a question of of scaling up right yeah definitely um and it's it's all about that i mean you're just thinking about the i guess the the biggest builders in the space or certainly the what most well-known general protocols that was also that you know there was a, a meetup um they they got talking and then they formed um and that's where it happens um it's the same with you and Callisti, i guess to a certain degree i mean uh, okay person. yeah um and from what i you know there's rumblings about maybe having a meetup next year uh for a lot of uh, developers and stakeholders to get together and um and talk about what they want to build and i think yeah it, it, this is really important so when you look back at bitcoin I don't know when was that 2014. I mean, I remember hearing about Bitcoin. It must have been 2000 and oh, going back now, 2010 when I first heard about it. But I remember looking up online and there was there was auditoriums, you know, with just a few people. It was just like roads of seats empty, <laughs> just a few yeah. people. And there was passionate people talking about Bitcoin, um, and that's that's required. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. Um, the more the more meetups, the better. And and it's really good if there's something local near you and you hear about it, go. Yeah. So we've got that sort of physical layer and that that's starting to come up. But as we've been talking about, the apps and the online discussion is obviously by default a little bit more scalable and also a little bit more accessible. So we've got this new app, which is called Beach House, B-C-H-O-U-S-E, that has just in the last couple of uh, weeks really started to come up so firstly to explain the name which uh i can take credit for coining it's a it's a triple pun right because it's like bch house like bitcoin cash house it's a beach house like where people would hang out and have fun and have a good time that's also a bitch house like where you would go to moan and complain about everything right but if you say it like beach house then it you can kind of say it and it sounds like all of them right uh, anyway, he's he started this uh, Twitter clone, uh, and it already has inbuilt BCH tips. It already has inbuilt campaigns. You can launch Flipstarter campaigns and get funded and so forth through there. I've got on the slides 38 registered and 17 active, but we've up to now like nearly 50 people registered. And at the peak, we had about 21 people active within 24 hours. Now, I think this is a huge step forward because a couple of episodes ago, I was talking to Joshua Hensley about Locker, which is the BSV community, created their own space that they can all talk to each other and just ignore the rest of the world. Like whatever trolling or, you know, irrelevant stuff removed. And I think this is it for us. At least it's been really good so far. And it's a virtual version of that kind of mixing just in a BCH space. So it's invite only at the moment. 
So you may or may not be able to sign up. But if you're listening to this and you're in the BCH community, you want to be involved, ask around, get an invite link, rock up and start posting on it because it's only going to build that critical network effect by people getting involved. But I am I'm super excited about this. And so far, it's actually been really cool, even just with 30 or 40 people. The discussion is already starting and it has a different tone and quality to what you get on any other platform because like on Twitter, there's too much other stuff going on that's kind of peripheral. And in Telegram groups, it's not scalable. You know, everybody's just in these little silos, same similar on Reddit, right? But on here, everybody is just in one open organic space. And I think as this accelerates, as more and more people start to jump onto it, and we've already seen people, you know, screenshotting what was being said there and posted on Twitter. So to me, that's a huge sign that the primary discussion is then happening there and filtering out to other places. And that will, uh, you know, invoke curiosity in other people who, what is this? Where, where is this coming from? Like, where can I get to the source of the information? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've given it a go. It'd be interesting to see how this works at scale. So the, you know, app, I mean, it looks very, very similar to Twitter, very similar functionality. Um, and I think it's an interesting idea. And I do like, you know, built-in Bitcoin cash tips. Um, that's fantastic. Of course, you like a comment, give the person straight away some money in an easy way. Um, and this is how this is how I imagine that Elon Musk would love this to be running. I, he, he seems to be very interested in turning Twitter into this one app that can also handle payments. I think he's got Apple Pay in his in his head, and so that will also mean giving tips. So I guess we'll see something like this in in Twitter uh, Twitter soon. Um, what I think is. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it, how it grows. So I, I I like the look of it. It's very clean. It's very slow. And it's it's like when you press like, I thought I was pressing like a few times. I was thinking, okay, it's not working. And it was basically because of the delay. Um, I was I was pressing it too quick, basically. So I, once I had a had a whiskey and slowed down. <laughs> it was so um, but yeah, and I I have to admit, I'm I'm a I'm a dual dual mind. So I think it's it's an interesting project, and I and I I hope it has success. In you know, I think it's nice to show that Bitcoin Cash are trying out different ideas, see what 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 sticks. And it looks like you know, Sahid put a lot of effort into this. Um, and what I the only thing that I'm concerned about is the fact that Bitcoin Cash has a real marketing problem. It's not heard right. It's it's not um, whether whether it's because it's just not enough people, whether it's because it's being uh, pushed down or suppressed. I don't think it matters, right? The, the 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 big but the big point is we can't argue against that. Is if you look at the number of tweets, you look at the number of likes, you look at the number of media that's going out that's pro Bitcoin Cash. It's very very limited, and so when people congregate, for example, in Telegram or here, which is a very very BCH centric group or BCH only network, then you end up pre preaching to the choir. And so if we can attract lots of people onto this because it's it's better, right? It's better than Twitter. Um, you're going on to that because, hey, it has some something it's, you know, you can hone in on what's more interesting to you and get rid of all that noise, get rid of some of the hate that's that's uh, that's on Twitter. Then I can imagine it being very positive. But if it's just another place for Bitcoin Cash people to go, it might thin what's already is there and create less noise where people will see it. That's just my only my only sort of voice of caution. But I don't want to put water on this fire because I do like it. Uh, and I and I do like, you know, people creating this sort of stuff you know maybe something takes off and you know it catches me also by surprise 
Yeah, well, exactly. We'll we'll see, and I really hope. Yeah, I mean, so he's going to need some definitely a bit more money. I think. Hopefully, he's running a flip starter. Hopefully, he gets uh, some funding and stuff because yeah, clearly it is just sort of the MVP version. But the the foundations of Twitter are already there. Like it, you know, you can post and you can like and you can repost and all that. And I love that because it's taking a proven model and just saying, okay, that's that's fine. And then the innovation is all the sort of BCH stuff that you wish. Twitter would put in, but they're never going to do, or at least not in the foreseeable future. And when you say a proven there, model, this is one thing I would proven by what measure? Well, proven in the sense that people will use it, people get interested in it. It's a good place for facilitating conversations. I mean, you may or may not agree with the the Twitter algorithm and so forth. And it's like now the Bitcoin Cash community can have its own alternative where we know the scales are not tilted against us. So people can't even have that uh complaint and so if people are are talking on here like you say there's a risk that it becomes insular but i would be more worried about that if the community was still in a negative place like it was because then it would be more of a bitch house than a beach house right but because the community is in a positive place i believe that people will be able to have like fun interesting cool things will start to come out of it and that will attract more people into it now at the moment it's still invite only so i don't know you know when the plan is to make it sort of anybody can just get interested and sign up and that would be a big step forward but even for the time being it being a little bit exclusive i think maybe maybe it's helping in the in the exclusivity uh it can really help no the reason why i ask a question about twitter is because twitter has basically been running at a loss throughout almost all of its history and quite substantial, you know, hundreds of millions. There was a couple of years where I think where it made a small profit, small relative to the costs, uh, sort of like a hundred million or something, but you know, billions of costs, it was insane. Before the other years, and I believe now again, it's 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 since Elon Musk taken it, it's the same, you know, he's been hammered senseless because of the advertising. This is my question, because you say if it requires funding, uh, okay, we're flip, flip starter, but you think something like Twitter costs billions to run. I, you know, it's a huge scale, of course, but if you're talking about... Um, um even if you know um bbch community i wonder what the costs will be <laughs> and and how how that can be funded you know if that can be funded via uh bitcoin cash with the tipping for example people tip and uh take a small cut for the for running the uh the, the servers and the, the website that sounds like a, a a reasonable business model but no i really i'm really interested to see how this goes so i'm a member i'm i'm logged on here um and thank you for the uh, link, Jeremy. And uh, I'm really excited to see where this goes. And if it can, you know, if I can go somewhere where I can read a few more positive stuff. Uh, so I don't, I don't mind. Um, I like being confronted by stuff that makes me uncomfortable. I like having my values challenged. But I have to admit, with Twitter, <laughs> so sometimes there's a little bit too too much anger uh, for my taste. So uh, judging from the people on BCH House or Beach House, it's a little more optimistic positive spirit so far <laughs> yeah yeah so that's just my message to everyone if you can find a way to get yourself onto this platform if you're in the bch community ask around in telegram groups and stuff you should be able to find somebody who has a invite code i don't have any left so don't spam me about it but ask around and uh then please just support this try it out use it check in on it every day because it will snowball on itself if it can get a bit of initial momentum and i think that's really important. And another thing that I will say is that, especially relative to when we talked about uh, 15 months ago, 
is that the BCA conversation is starting to diversify. This is one example, right? But we now yeah. have the general protocols have started doing Twitter spaces regularly, and they now also at a bit of prompting started putting the past episodes on YouTube. So anybody who's missing them can go and check those out. There's a new series called Tech Freely with Dunkinomics and Bitcoin Jason that is also on YouTube. I highly recommend everyone to check that out. There's Casual BCH that uh, I've mentioned before. People can listen to that. Ray uses Bitcoin Cash. So relative to one year ago where it was most insane making these, you know, things are starting to expand and diversify. And I think that's an amazing sign for the community and anybody who is, you know, deeply in the BCH scene, go check out all these channels, go subscribe to them. You can't listen to everything. I can't listen to everything, but uh, listen to some of it here and there and, and engage with, with what you like, support these content creators, because that will be the foundation that then when we get a huge surge of people that have a whole a, a range of voices to engage and interact with and everybody has a different taste, right? Yeah, it's great. And what I love about these content creators as well is the, um, I think this is a very different flavor to BCH. It might also be it's sort of Achilles heel too. Um, but the, but it's definitely a strength is that these are real genuine guys. They love uh, Bitcoin Cash because of its mission. Um, they love everything about decentralized uh, payment systems and what that offers to us and what protections it, it offers. So these aren't your sort of your crypto boys that are looking to, to make money by selling you something that they don't believe in. Um, and I think that's really inspiring that so many people are um, going into this now. You know, when looking back 15 months ago, um, it was basically you. And there was one other person, I'm not going to mention his name. I see he's just come back again. Um, uh, we did some Twitter I would, spaces. I would, I would put him towards the later. Huh? Yeah. And you also did some Twitter spaces as well, too. But like that just it just wasn't like like not everybody can do everything that's that's the yeah. key point right as the community grows there's more space for people to specialize and also maintain something over time until it builds up momentum right yeah exactly um and 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 i'm great to see that that's happening i think if i would be more tempted to help and be joining in that i have very limited time uh, but if I saw that other people weren't picking up that mantle, then I would be very tempted. But right now I'm thinking, okay, and see that it, there are lots of people, lots of good people that are involved in this space. Um, and just coming back to um, the uh, beach house thing, what you said there, getting people onto it, I think is very important. But a really critical part is give the feedback, right? So if not just the feedback of how it works, you know, what you think could be better, what could be improved with, with its functionality. But, I, you know, if anyone has any clever ideas how to leverage Bitcoin Cash, how to read, you know, or how could this social network integrate or be used by wallets or cash tokens or anything, anything at all, give that feedback to Sahid um, so that at least it can be thought about because, you know, he's he's putting the investment in, he's putting the time in here. And I'm sure the more feedback that he gets, the more happy he'll be and the more likely we'll get a, a solid product at the end of it. Well, that's why I'm so excited about it, because at the moment he... I, like the the in the sidebar i think is is critical because it's like you know it's like twitter it has the main content of information and then on the left you've got some navigation but on the right he had just this blank space and i said to him listen mate why don't you put the active users in that panel so people can come back to it and see that people are active and engaging with it and he did and now i check it every day because i'm like this is fire and then under yeah. that i said to him why don't you put the flip starter because he had this separate tab for campaigns but i'm like people are not going to necessarily find that put put that in there and he's put that in there and i'm really hoping that he's gonna i've suggested to him 
that he can add uh, BCH bull. You know, he can have total value locked in there and then with a link. So you can just click that and then you're in BCH bull. So if you find this conversation space from outside the community, then on the right sidebar, you've got like this and this and this, and then it's all popping off. And you just look at those one, one thing at a time with the metrics, yeah. you know, number go up and then people get involved. That's what, that's why I can see that working so well. Right. Yeah, I can see that working really well. You know, this is a bit far off, uh, but but turning all of that uh, into a web app and to basically yes. you're in your your uh, your wallet and it's done a different app, you click on BCH Bull, BCH Bull app, then just loads up immediately. You're there. Yes, exactly. Oh, we could have a lot of cooperation here to to make this a seamless experience because then you've got lots of different apps that essentially work as what Elon Musk is trying to create. This one yes. app. Uh, yes. Yeah. Decentralized. But it's also decentralized. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's not coming soon to Celine, but bloody hell, you you better believe. Like I'm keen to find some way that we can put that that tab in there, and then you can also use maybe somehow the wallet keys to sign in. So you don't even need to sign up. You open the wallet. You're in. You're receiving payments, etc. And then you go, what's on this other tab? And suddenly everyone's having banter, and there's all jokes and memes and whatever. And you just and you're straight in. If you need support, like the the community is your support helpline. If you say, "What's going on here, guys?" then people are writing back to you, and now you're engaging with people, and then you're sending them money or they're sending you money, and you're just like, "This is amazing." So I can just see this being so killer. Uh, okay, I think in 15 months when we're yeah. talking, like we have the last one, the big the shift between then and now, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, now I can kind of I mean, basically, if you could. If if the if a lot of the sort of the Telegram chat, if a lot of the social media chat could be uh, chat could be pushed onto this app, and then it's also integrated in some way or you know easily accessible via uh, a, a wallet. So it's basically you get that wallet and everything's there connected, right? Because you don't have to go and find on the internet what was that link again. No, you just open up your wallet. It's like ah, oh, you click there and if it opens up on the internet, or whatever, or if it's own app, that that doesn't matter. Um, then I can see how that would, how that could snowball into something that's very exciting. And then when you get someone new into BCH, rather than just, oh, I've got this BCH, it's great. Yes. Now what? Yes. <laughs> and then, and then that's it. The enthusiasm goes and they leave. They, you know, they're in Celine or whatever. And then, and then they join this amazing community and have all the links there uh, into it. So yeah, I'm excited by that uh, vision, Jeremy. Yes. Okay. So uh separate to that we've got so the things are things are coming together a bit on the on the app front that we've also got the abla lock-in so this is the uh adaptive block size limit algorithm pioneered by bitcoin cash orders i have on the slide here uh it's already running on uh so this enables the dynamic block size right yes yes nice. and so he wrote that uh explaining it it's actually more simple than I, I think he should have made more this more prominent. But basically, it's the block is X percent full. And if it's more than that, like there's a boundary, if it's more than that, so let's say in a, in a scenario, if it's more than 50% full, the limit for the next block goes slightly up. And if it's less than that, it goes slightly down. And then what exactly X percent, the threshold changes, obviously, depending on if we've had a, a, a lot of increases then the X percent goes up so that it really, really needs to be full to keep pushing it high. And the opposite, if if it's uh, we've had a lot of empty blocks, then the limit will go down. So even kind of a bit of traction will get things moving in the right direction, right? So huge shout out to 
him for sorting all that out and pushing for it over like more than a year, two years to get this yes. in. But it seems like it's now going to be going live on May 15th and pro- probably yeah. hopefully never have a problem with block size limits and so forth ever again, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I wouldn't go that far, Jeremy, <laughs> but I, I reckon this is, we should shout about hopefully. this, you know, with Abler. <laughs> Abla. It's um, Abla, he said. It's, <laughs> uh, it's like Abla in Spanish, but without the H, which yeah, already yeah. doesn't really have an H. Abla. Abba. Yeah, Abla. 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 Um, with with um, this algorithm, I think this is, from what I understand of it, is, the, is the, about the best compromise I can imagine right now. I th- I think it's quite conservative, to be quite frank. So I think I think it's good. I think that it's right. It's rightly conservative. What I think is, is that with Bitcoin Cash, we will hopefully see a, a steady rise, right? That's the dream. We see a steady increase um, going on, and then this algorithm will, will work the best possible. Um, and I imagine that that will, will be the case for, you know, for a, a quite a considerable amount of the time. That'll be a, when you look at the long time, uh, you know, the middle average, so over a sort of three-day average or five-day average, it'll be a general increase. Um, but there will be something that happens. Bitcoin Cash will die. Or, and I and I believe my money is on the or, or something will happen that will be a catalyst. It will really just be boom, and then it will then it will go up. And the the algorithm I think is brilliant. You know, I don't want to talk down the algorithm. I I was I stand behind it. I think this is a great implementation, <clears throat> and I wouldn't change it. But I still think that it, this, and we should shout about this. We should shout. You know, this is this is finally uh, putting that that nail in the coffin of of the. Uh, um, the, that social split. But my guessing is, is that there will still be this catalyst that happens where all of a sudden we have an issue where it might be the case that the algorithm isn't fast enough, but the technology uh, is moving quite quickly. So, you know, hard drives, bandwidth and stuff. We, we have, if you look at it, it's kind of stagnates, but then there's quite a few new technologies that are coming out that will cause some big jumps. And um, so it might be the case that all of a sudden doubling the block size in a year makes technological sense. And also usability sense because so it might still be the case that we might need to still come to the table and talk if that was the case. But what's great is this algorithm ensures if there is a if we have huge amounts of of usage and the blocks are full, that basically all we have to do is wait and it solves itself. So basically, it's a bit shitty for a month or two or a year or whatever. But eventually, the, the the algorithm clears that for us. So at the very very minimum, and that is a big minimum, uh, we don't have a dead end, which is what's happened to BTC, where it just cannot possibly grow anymore. Um, and that's fantastic. You know, when that is launched in May, I know that I was really surprised by some people like even you know Tom Tom Zanis, if you're watching, I love you, man. Um, but saying you know that this wasn't consensus. It, but as far as I can see, everything about it is consensus. Um, if you're trying to produce blocks that are bigger than this, you're going to be, those blocks are going to get kicked off the network, right? Um, and this is the reason why Bitcoin split. If, the, if we had this algorithm back in 2013, Bitcoin would probably be worth a million and we'd be using it to still buy Steam games and, you know, your table without any issues and share and whatever, uh, Jet. So this is huge. And we should market that as much as possible. So uh, any of the meme boys that are listening, create your memes. As soon as this goes live, let's push this and let's hammer it into the wall of 
BTC uh, <laughs> uh, as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited for it. And I think one thing that not only is it a huge step forward and it should remove, like you said, it it switches the game. So instead of a stall being, you know, a stall, instead just time is already, time is constantly ticking. And if time is ticking and we need to scale, it's going to get there, right? So even if there is some meltdown or community contentious, you know, the status quo carries a lot of weight. And at least in this sense, the status quo is going to be moving us forward into the future. So I'm mega excited about that. And obviously, if it turns out to be insufficient, we can always tweak and update that. And that's written directly. We can try to. Proposal. And that's the yeah. thing. We can try to. But if it gets blocked, it kind of, it's not the travesty. That's the thing. That's what's great, right? With BTC, it was a travesty. That was it. It was game over. It was dead. With BCH, it will literally just be a pause now. That's it. Yes. And I think there's one other thing about it that I want to mention that I think people are not uh, grasping is that this is a huge upgrade, but it's only a node developer thing. Nobody else needs to change or do anything, right? As compared to cash tokens, you got the upgrade itself, but then you also had people had to build wads and libraries and different apps and so forth. So this can be going on in 2024 and it'll be a big thing. But at the same time, nobody else is going to be distracted. Everybody else can keep growing out the whole app ecosystem and all the things that the other layers, you know, the the focus of the community is moving up a level. It's no longer just what's at the protocol, what's at the protocol, what's at the protocol, because mostly the protocol is starting to look pretty good. So now it's just momentum is going to carry on with more cash tokens and more, you know, those things that we said back when we talked last would have been, okay, this will pay off over time. Well, we're not quite at the stage where it's paid off huge, but we're starting to see those returns come in from that work that was done then. And I'm sure this will be the same in the future, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Uh, I definitely uh, believe that. Um, And we will see that see those returns. I mean, for me, um the momentum that we've seen since cash tokens has has been quite significant we've seen quite a lot of um tool building quite a few you know matthew's been very busy um i i hope that he's he's uh, made some money uh, as well uh, to to help keep funding him keep funding his efforts just um, on that uh, quickly, he's running a Flipstar at the moment. So I think it's cashinize.flipstarter.com. Let me just quickly check if you're loving his work. Flipstarter.cashinize.com, maybe? Yeah, it is. It's uh, flipstarter.cashinize. As when it loads up, we'll see. It's it's like about 60% done. So go check that out if great. you're loving his work. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Yeah, no, and I would also like to do a shout out to that. So if there's anyone there who really loves Bitcoin Cash because of its mission and wants to help um, and doesn't know how, well, that is one way of helping. So I think the Flipstarter has been, if we look at back historically, uh, a lot of money's been sunk in there, which has been a dreadful waste, um, a real waste of resources. Um, and Matthew is someone that, please, he has my recommendation. He's he's a great guy. He's doing great work. You can you know go and look at everything that he's been doing um there for the uh actually for the also helping with um cash tokens the ecosystem the tooling help fund him and you're helping bch um yeah and with the with the 
with the lock-in and with the what you're saying there about the, the, this uh, only for the nodes, and this is interesting, this message also got lost apparently on some people. So I heard some complaints on Twitter that this is adding complexity to developers. Um, and it's nice to also get that marketing out that, no, this doesn't add any complexity to developers. This is... Uh, uh, this doesn't affect you and if you if you're interested in how this works you can have a look at that the mathematics aren't that difficult uh to understand um and uh so i think that's really important because with looking forward with bitcoin cash what i think we've got so much so many tools now on on the uh, on chain and we want it to be used for products right that's what cash tokens is there for and it's really important that any changes that happen um make it easier to, for developers don't change it for them uh, we certainly you know we should be very very careful now about adding anything which adds complexity to developers and we've been we've done that right we've done that right up until this day uh, and we've just got to keep on continuing doing that way because i'm i i from what i understand and i'm also you know just to say i'm also looking into leveraging cash tokens in some um very non-crypto related products and it's very important that there's that stability there for builders, for developers. You know, when companies green light that sort of projects, it doesn't take months. It normally takes years to do the research before they green light it. And then if all of a sudden there's a big change, do you know what happens to that? Get it's gone or get, yeah, and it's yeah. scrapped and they never look back. It's game over. They they don't look back. Um, and it's something that I uh, I think probably many people in the community don't understand or don't appreciate, but the developers, I think have they they have that they're in tune with that thinking anyway that the ones that are at the helm say so good <laughs> it's important yes so we've got here question of the week which kind of cuts to these same things it's from he already got mentioned on the show Callisti.cash. he says what are some killer app ideas you have or have seen for BCH that don't exist yet do you have any thoughts fiendish what if you could just let your imagination run wild, what yes. does the community need in terms of apps? So what I we've already got what I think is the uh, the the biggest thing is going to be is of um, prediction markets, right? Fully fledged prediction markets where you can make your votes, uh, make, make your bets, sorry, on who's going to win the elections or which, which particular constellation of events are going to happen. Such as if this right-wing populist person gets in power, as the media would like to portray them, um, will will the happiness in that country go up or down relative to whatever metric or benchmark? I think the prediction markets are huge. Essentially, we, I guess we already have uh, prediction markets with BCH ball, so people can bet in which way the market's going to go. And um, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if that fits the definition of prediction market, but uh, yeah, it's kind of just speculation, like that's it, any trading. Yeah. yeah Kind of, yeah. So you can't create your own market on BCH. You can't right? create, yeah, they, exactly. They say the markets, and that's the markets. Then, yeah, okay. Then, then this is something that um, cash tokens empowers, and we can have a prediction markets. From what I understand, it can be on chain, but it also allows very easy to be off chain, um, off chain or a level two protocol, uh, but powered by uh, Bitcoin Cash, and that that's where I think. This is huge because, you know, if anyone doesn't understand about prediction markets, the idea of prediction markets, why I find it very interesting is if if, if you're well read and you're intelligent and you, you can make money, right, because you can predict better. That's the whole point. If you're if you're predicting over 50 percent, you know, when, when all the fees have been covered over 50 percent, then you make money. And then you, what you do is you price out missing disinformation. 
And this is what's so exciting. So all of a sudden, when all the media, everyone's telling you, hey, this person's not going to win. And you look at a prediction market and, well, the odds are really that they're going to win. That person's probably going to win. And, and you, if you look at prediction markets and study them, the mass, when they're vote betting with their money, are much better at predicting than any polling station. Uh, so, so anyone that can launch that, they'll. I really think the first um, prediction market that's basically user-friendly uh, user on Bitcoin Cash, I could easily turn into a multi-billion industry. That makes the world better. So that's that's my tip. If anyone is out there building it, good on you. <laughs> yeah, my answer is that I sort of spoke about it a bit with Joshua Hensley with Hotlocker, and I was super excited about that because I can see the uh, social element of creating network effect within a community that already gets the crypto vision. I was super excited about that. And now that's appearing with Beach House. So my idea is to take that a step further. You recently had the um, friend.tech was the trending thing in the broader crypto industry, which was this idea. They made this like crappy ad social network, which is probably now dead because it's not the thing <coughs> of the week. But uh, the idea was that you could buy a share in somewhat some influencer right and you would buy a share in them and that put you in a group chat with them so you could directly talk to them but then because that that's now at a price you could have shares in people so the content creator or the influencer or celebrity or whatever just releases how many shares they want and then people buy them and then they fluctuate up and down if people want to talk to that person price goes up if the people don't then they sell out their shares and it goes down so now you have a live index of people so I think that was a brilliant idea and a lot of people got excited about it because it has a bit of that financial speculation and gambling element, but there's also harnessing the power of the creators who then are incentivized to shill it everywhere because they want people to be in buying their stocks, right? Yep. So I think, you know, if we can fuse that into BCH House, that would be amazing. Imagine if when you go on BCH House, you can buy, if people can choose, let's say I'm on there, I choose to issue five shares. And people and can buy go. that. And that uh, Jeremy, this is the this is the issue, right? What you just said there. You're oh. issuing shares. Oh well, I'm issuing. I'm not issuing anything. I'm. Yes, he's even knocking right now. <laughs> right, I'm. Uh, I'm observing the fact that some cash tokens made their way onto the blockchain somehow outside of my control. And uh, then everybody can pile in and buy or not those. But then what you have is the the cash tokens owners are then receiving a, a dividend payout based on the traction of my posts. So if I'm a popular poster on Beach House, then my uh, cash tokens owners are getting you know little cash rain tips or, or or whatever right so now you have a live market sort of like a prediction market of the most popular people and you could even do it in a, at a at a post level so if you're somebody new in the community you can gain a lot of clout and a lot of money by providing accurate useful helpful information which at the moment on twitter or whatever it just operates based on sort of this weird social reputation gamed by the algorithm but if you then yes. had money mixed in there so you could be whoever just as long as you sign up to beach house if you start saying the like stuff that everyone thinks this guy is onto something or this girl is onto something then you're not only just uh gaining a bit of clout but let's say and maybe you might have one good idea one good post and 10 crappy posts well your yeah. one good post 
a lot of people are interacting with that, maybe each like, or maybe they can lock coins onto it in a certain way that they get refunded, whatever it is, then you could rock it up and you actually get money. And money is just a signaling mechanism. So now you have a true sort of hive mind going where it's like a prediction market for the best ideas in the BCH community. And I think that would be fucking amazing, especially if you had that integrated with Celine. You don't need to sign up everything anyone can get on it hey here's my friend let me scan i've sent you two dollars by the way you're also on this social network and if you use the same good stuff the money's just going to start ding 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 flowing in there yep. boom that's viral dynamite and that's something you can't do with fiat you can't even do with most other cryptos because their fees are too high or they don't have the tech stack or they don't have the community to support it so that's a killer app right there in my opinion Okay, but I guess this isn't this is something you haven't got time for, right? You're too busy with Celine. No, well, we'll get we'll, we'll get there, but uh, you know, busy it's doing the, the podcast, day. busy busy living my life. It's on the yeah, it's on the it's on the backlog, but we we'll, we will get there. Get Calisti. Okay, outside. <laughs> doing the heavy lifting right now. Get on Telegram, Calisti. We will. We'll get an update on Celine soon on the podcast. Uh, it's it's in the it's in the works. Okay, outside of BCH, let's let's hit on some of what else is going on in the world. Javier Millet, he won. He won the election in Argentina after much. It surprised me. Yeah. It surprised yeah. me too. I well, it didn't surprise me that he won. It's more cautious than a couple of people had been talking to me, especially the BCH. Argentina. They were like, he's gonna win, he's gonna win, he's gonna win. And I said, Well, maybe he's not gonna win until he wins, you know? And yeah. so on the November the 19th, got elected into office, the world's first uh aggressively, I guess, anarcho-capitalist president, the BCH Argentina community are very, very excited. And I've seen a lot of takes, you know, some people are like, this is going to fix everything, which I think is maybe a bit idealistic. But I'm also surprised there's a lot of people, and it's typical, really, of this sort of anarcho-capitalist or libertarian idea, even when they get something good, they want to like stick their foot in it, right? And say, yes. no, it's all just an operation. He's just another shill, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we'll see, maybe maybe or maybe not. But people immediately kind of go to the Duma angle. And I've been a bit yeah. disappointed to see that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, for anyone that's watching, I know uh, the Argentinian guys, they've been very, very excited by him uh, for the last, what, six months, nine months. Um Congratulations. I know that you're very happy about this win. Um, and I really hope it turns out like what they imagine. So, yeah, I mean, I was, um, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I was uh, quite surprised, or actually not really that surprised, disappointed, I guess, is the is the correct word, because I, I'm not a libertarian. But when I look at libertarians, um, they, they they seem, for me, it's, it's a very utopic ideal um, that, um, that requires such an insane, perfect number of variables to be aligned. And all, what exactly those variables are, it, it's quite obvious. They don't quite agree with. Everyone has their own particular definition of that. And so when it doesn't fit exactly their model, it's not the right person. And it's like, Jesus, that's not reality, guys. You know, and, and But anybody who does it is not the right person by definition. It's kind of like, we don't want exactly. any politicians. Sort of bullshit, and then whoever that's... wins, they'll find a way to be that, like, that's, no, that's, but not this guy. <laughs> That's just such circular logic. Um, you know, if you want to change the system, if I want to, uh, if I wanted to change the world, um, I I would try and go into politics, right? If I if I if I want, and I would, re, you know, if he's let's let's watch what he does because um, that was the, the thing with um, 
uh, Javier is that so what I if he really does what he sets out to do is um, you know making the state smaller and increasing the free market then this is going to be a real success story for Argentina. Um, what I'm what I'm worried about, and I and I have to admit, I am also skeptical skeptical because the language he uses is very aggressive, and you know the the violent imagery, the the, the bat that was being posted around, and uh, you know you shouldn't give left wingers or um, collectivists an inch, um, and. That basically, for me, it's it's my way or the highway, and I am I am I am interested to see where this actually goes in the end. Because if I come in, that basically your way is absolute shit. Everything about you is shit because you're left leaning and I am right leaning. There's someone else that had that sort of mentality and phrasing, um, and it didn't end that well. So what I really hope is when now he's got in uh, in power. What he I've said one of the things he said was. Um, you know the the politicians or the leaders aren't any higher than the constituents. You know the the um um the the what did he say the derivative? I can't I can't remember. It can't have more value than than the thing itself. Um, which is you know which is re really good and um, which is true. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. What does the free market look like? Because very often with with, with people that say they're free market, what they do do is they sell as public uh, owned properties to their friends uh, or to the highest ship bidder and they put the money in their pocket and then they, they run off and call it free market. So I'm really excited. I hope that he does do what what set out, what he set out to do. And he does, does so in a peaceful, voluntary way, which is what I understand libertarianism is all about. And it should be voluntarianism. If people want to click together in a commune and share everything, that should be their right. <laughs> Just as it's your yeah. right and my right to say, Fuck that! <laughs> Thank you. Exactly, yeah. you. You do your hippie stuff, and that's great. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my money uh, for myself, my family, and the people that I care about. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I think this is a great win, and it's gonna be interesting to see what that means for crypto. Um, because if he really sticks to his guns and and you know gets rid of the centralized uh, bank, which is is I understand that's already done. Okay, he's putting the currency onto the dollar, um, which absolutely you know there was a lot of skepticism about this, and it's like. This is, of course, this is the right decision. Sorry, if you look at it, for the people there, the real people, it's they're 45 suffering. 45 million people, yeah. yeah people they're, they're saying, people. like, he was a crypto candidate and, like, why didn't he just immediately embrace, like, Bitcoin, BDC, or whatever this yeah, but, and he was like, completely You're delusional. Free. There's 45 million people that need an economic system now. Yeah, and they're already using dollars. They know it. They have it. It's a real cash, so they can use that as a sort of bridge. Uh, and I would have made that same decision. I hate the U.S. dollar. It's awful. But I would do this because it's the right thing for his country. It's the right thing for his people. Um, and if you know, if what everyone's using BTC now, they'll that their their a month's salary is just in one fee. Come on, that's nonsense. That's right. But yes. but yeah. once that's stabilized, the people will be using the dollar, the peso. Then will be just. Just no longer valid currency, I guess, within the next weeks or months. I guess it won't take long. And then you'll start seeing, you know, if he does follow along with that, crypto will be legalized. It'll be, you know, I guess it will already be is be deep decriminalized as soon as he steps in, but it will become like a legal form of tender, which has importance. That means you can pay your taxes in it. Because if you can't pay your taxes in it, it's a real, real bitch. And he, you know, as much as he's, you know, he's anarcho-capitalistic, but he won't be able to get rid of the taxes at the click of a finger. It doesn't work like that. And if anyone thinks that if just because he doesn't do it means he's a puppet. Come on, welcome, welcome to the real world. Try, you know, get run a company with a thousand people and tell me it's easy to change things. And now you're talking about a country of 40, 50 million people. Come on, be, yes. be realistic, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to put a 
put a point on it. But I, I, I hope, I hope he achieves what he wants to achieve. And I just, I pray to God that he, it, because what would be the worst thing in my mind, and I'm not suggesting that this is the case, but if you have someone that's ultra uh, free market and ends up using violence to get their way, doesn't that really just pop that balloon and make everyone go, oh, being free market's bad. That somehow, you know, so this is my only concern is uh, if he was to be a full guy, he'd be a pretty good one. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's unlikely, but anything's possible. I mean, what I didn't know, which is maybe uh, because I had a similar thought to you where I thought, okay, now he's won. The first thing I would expect him to do is to just tone it down a little bit, be a little bit more conciliatory, be, you know, okay, the, we won, the people who lost, like, you can kind of get on board with this. Don't worry, we're not going to shake the boat up too much. Just a couple things here and there, you know, et cetera, and then show them the right way. You know, when you're once you're in power, you have to be you're governing for everyone, even most of the people who didn't want you, right? So that's what I would have expected. But what I didn't know, I was talking to Ian from uh, BCH Argentina. He was telling me about in Argentina, and this is true everywhere, but apparently it's very strong in Argentina, is after you get in, apparently in the first three months, the population is just like, right, time for you to just do whatever the fuck you want and put in all your policies and then kind of we'll see how it plays out, right? Mostly governments get in and they have a bit more clout, but I'm yeah. used to a system in Australia or in the UK where, okay, you get a couple of couple ones, but you sort of got to ease it in over time. Apparently in Argentina, it's just like straight away, like you just dump in all your policies straight away and everybody kind of expects and just says, yeah, that's legit. You won, so fair enough. And then kind of it plays out over the four years. So whatever yeah. initial momentum he has is apparently very critical. So in okay. that sense, maybe it doesn't take a, and I guess that's just the local conditions there, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Uh, right. But I think people trying to write him off already or being too cynical, even if you get proven right, it's still the wrong, yeah. the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, I think so. And the thing is, is that libertarians have basically got their candidate in. And what what I think is, um, what I think here is also at play, to be honest, is people that are talking about conspiracy theorists, you know, and, and he's a puppet. It's also, there is a very large element of egoism in there. It's basically you want to, so you're for something and when everyone else is for it, all of a sudden you're against it because you want to be one step ahead of everyone. You want to have some insider information that they don't have. Um, and I get the feeling that, that is very libertarianism. It's basically, it's, or it's also part of our community, I think, because everyone, there's a lot of leaders, a lot of free thinkers. And the, the, the problem for free thinkers is they, they, they're averse to when there's, you know, someone wins, oh, that, that the their mass market now crap that yeah <laughs> um and you know people they pe everyone that's a libertarian or an acro an acro capitalist should be supporting him um and of course if there's anything you're worried about that he's a puppet well then what 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 does it help if you stab him in the back now why not just assume the best uh yeah. and um see how it goes see how it goes uh, and i really i mean i pray um that he does a great job because if you know, right now we we are so left. Uh, we are so. We're, I, I want to be careful, actually, but I think the word left is even wrong. We're so for massive governments all around the world. The government has, you know, an international body should always get more power. And this is someone who wants to reduce that. We want this to be a success because I mean, anyone that's listening, whether you're left wing or right wing, whether you know you're for paying taxes or against paying taxes, you like having your schools paid for or not, right? Um, do we want? 
to continuously lose power to a, to another entity. And, you know, it's not our mother, it's not our father, it's not our kids, it's not someone that loves us. It's it's a business, it's an organization. It's essentially, essentially legalized mafia. And for sure it's better than the kings and queens, but it is legalized mafia. Do we really want to be walking down that path? I mean, if someone like him, even if you're like left wing and you think, oh God, this guy's, you know, right wing, yes, but this is the kind of person that pushes the pendulum so far in the other way. If he has a success, it would allow everyone else in, in European Union, in America, in Australia, to gain back some liberties because, you know, other politicians that are more free market, more for liberty, more for individual freedoms, are more likely to be successful in the elections. And I'm sorry, anyone that's, you have to really question yourself. If you're against liberty and, and personal responsibility, then, you know, maybe, maybe you should have a little look in the mirror. <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, separate, but also in kind of, some ways the same. Binance have been absolutely wrecked this week. Binance mm. CEO Changpeng Zhao uh, CZ quits, pleads guilty, and must pay two hundred million in fine from this. Well, that's right. He's actually playing, I believe, four point three billion. It might have been maybe it was like two hundred million person personally, and sort of four point three billion for uh, Binance as a whole. So he has somehow come to this sudden agreement with u.s law enforcement where he seems like he's voluntarily sort of agreed to pay them off to avoid prison i don't know why he didn't need avoiding longer prison. as i understand exactly to 18 months of jail time uh my guessing is is that it will be house arrest if if it's case but who pays four billion or over four billion uh, unless they've basically, they, they have said to him, you will spend the rest of your life in jail. Right? Right. Must be. Why, why else would he well, do that? He's not an American citizen. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. And this is kind of such a strange, this is where I think the conspiracy theories are out in full force. And I'm all for it because I don't, I don't know how this Binance operates. Obviously, it's been doing a bit of gray area regulatory arbitrage for a while but he's running a huge operation right a huge well-known operation and this is not some kind of like i don't know drug cartel or something that's a bit off the radar this is like a public facing business that everyone knows about well, so i think from the american the american authorities it is a drug cartel the drug is crypto. Well, that's right <laughs> you know and it's like what where i mean this was probably inevitable but it's like what what has changed why now i don't know yeah that's a good question why now um and this is something i guess i guess no one knows i know kim.com's got his particular take on that although i have to say you know he's someone that has makes a lot of takes and you know you shoot shoot enough in the dark you hit something in the end um but i think it's a sign of something so we've seen, you know, regulations have been increasing with crypto hugely. Um, so wallet of Satoshi is just pulling out of US, right? This is this is also happening. So yeah. because of the custodial um, custodial services, so the financial services of the world, which is being driven by US policy, but it's it's all countries are sort of uh, in cahoots of this. They want to get on this because they can see that the genie is out of the bottle and it's 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 gonna catch on like wildfire. There's also just as just sort of sidetrack. This should really inspire everyone in Bitcoin Cash to realize like there is something real here. 
everyone's, you know, why do we need this? If, if it wasn't a threat, this wouldn't all be happening. Because this, if, if if this isn't a threat, they they would be allowing this, but they're going after this. They're trying to regulate the shit out of it because they can see that there's uh, that something's happening. So now with Binance being, uh, well, I guess it's being shuttered, right? Four point three billion. I doubt it can afford to pay that. No, um, they can. What? No, this is like, this is like, okay, we got some spare change down the back of the cat. Four point three billion. They're gonna be fine. They're they they're custodying over sixty five billion in crypto. I saw, and their revenues and personal stash on top of that is like like they're making mega bucks. Like yeah, they might be. Binance like, is not shutting down. You're asking because four billion. If they have uh, sixty billion of customer funds, how much of that are they making in profit? Uh, per year, because a lot of that will be funds that are just sitting yes. there when they buy or sell, they'll be taking 0.5%. And those buying and selling might be once a year. It might be, it might be, might be more often, but um, depending on the on the trader. Um, but it'd be interesting to see because I mean, F, FTX w- was how much that uh, that was down by two billion, and that bankrupted. That uh, it was insolvent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate four billion is a huge amount of. And I mean, of course, if they're using customers' funds, they've got the money, right? But if they're using their own personal yeah. funds, they might have a cash flow issue. And if they have a cash flow issue, who's going to give them money? Who's going to lend them money? No one will. But I, I doubt banks can even lend them money, which means that um, the company could be insolvent, um, even even if it's profitable. And if that happens, what happens then? Um, so in any case, I, w- I would assume what this means is, you know, they're going after Kraken as well. Uh, they're going after all the big exchanges. I think um, I think we're seeing the ousting now of the original Bitcoiners, the original people, the original people in crypto, and who will replace them? I'm sure these companies will exist in maybe in the same name or the same form, but they'll essentially be bought out. They'll be bought out by uh, government interests. That's that's what I would assume. It just seems it seems logical because why would they allow this now with with all this going on? Why would they allow this to stay in the free market? Completely, you know. Yeah. I guess I don't know. All right, so we've also got here the next slide. BTC and BSV frauds are wrecked. So you mentioned it right there. Wallet of Satoshi going custodial, and in the US, uh, they've now been stopped or shut down, or they've withdrawn, however you want to put it, from the US. So maybe not elsewhere, but a load of people who had American Wallet of Satoshi. They're basically rugged if they didn't get their funds out quick enough or if they don't in the intervening period. I'm not sure what exactly it's at. Light, yeah. The narrative is totally collapsed regarding Lightning Network. I'm so glad that we have 100 episodes of the show where we called it all out well in ahead of it, time. It's because centralized. Right? Now everyone agrees. Everyone it's agrees. Centralized. It's a settlement. If it wasn't centralized, they wouldn't have to fill out. This is the thing, right? It's it's all centralized. All the usage is centralized. The most popular wallets everyone's saying to use are centralized. You're using SQL databases. Great. <laughs> That's right. And we've got as well here, uh, we've seen Jamison Lop, who is a classic BTC guy, has shown up again in our BTC in recent days and has been posting a bunch there. Of course, he's Jameson. I think he's always calling it Jameson. Well, Jamison. maybe it is Jameson. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, do you know? Anyway, I, I, it's like Abler. I feel like it. Yeah, Abler, 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 tomato, tomato. Anyway, I think it's Jameson. Anyway, yeah. Jameson Lop, he has been in there uh, saying, he, he kind of made these weird comments where he said, like, 
you got to admire the BCH persistence. And then Shadow of Harbinger came in there and wrecked him and said, like, what what you're saying is we've lasted long enough that your kind of fraud is coming apart and you're going to switch over. And then, of course, he said, no, 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 I'm just here to watch and point and laugh. Haha, ha, you're still all failing, right? But the fact that he's even showing up there indicates that the tide is starting to turn. And we're also seeing the same with Kurt Walker Jr., the classic uh, BSV, yes. king of the coin geek uh, propaganda. He's been out there. He suddenly just blocked a whole bunch of people on X on Twitter that uh, he'd previously been talking to in the BDC side. The COPA trial is coming up with CSW. It's all falling apart a bit for them too. So you're really seeing like, I mean, at a time when BCH is starting to find its footing, the other chains are falling apart a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, with going to uh, Jamison, for example, coming into BTC, I, I always find it very odd. So if you, you know, when you have an ex-girlfriend, right, if you're checking in on her, that's because you're still interested. Yes. Because you're thinking like, shit, did I make the right choice? Or, you know. Keep that line open a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But when, when, when you know, that, that person is so dead to you, you know, you couldn't care. That, that's such a, oh, that was a bad project. You don't, you don't contact the person anymore. You, that, that's over. And so the fact they're coming back certainly signals that there's something about Bitcoin Cash. There's something about the community, um, its mission, that they find intriguing at the very least. Um, and that's why they're coming back. And yeah, I, I definitely think is. I, I imagine that somehow in their mind they do think that BTC is still on that mission somehow, um, or that it might find its way. But the question marks are coming in. I think I really think you know you would have to be your head would have to be so far in the sand so to be like everything's great. And you can see that right. The comments of the B BTC is is really like okay, look, I haven't given up yet on Lightning, but and it's you know it's it, there is very much a, a pause for reflection on their side, and let's let's see what happens with that. Um, so it's a great time for BCH to to push forward and and um, not give up, not 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 rest on its laurels. And with BSV, I don't even understand how this is going anymore. Like the, the, the you know, let's face it, this entire fork was based on um, um, is it Calvin's uh, personality and Craig's personality that you know that if it wasn't for them, it was it was just all about them and him being Satoshi. And uh, and now they have this centralized mining uh, pool that is just just there's what's the benefit of that? You know, I don't it, there's there's no logic for me with this with this uh, system. So the fact that Kurt's coming back in, I have to admit, I'm I'm slightly skeptical of this because I don't think this is like BTC is. I think these people are going where um, where the the noise is, where the money is, um, and. I have to admit, I, I'm, I'm always scared, a bit scared. I think BTC, BTC guys coming into BCH has poses less of a risk. But I imagine with the B, BSV guys, you know, coming in because they really are keen on their massive uh, terror block things, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but the narrative is collapsing, you know, for both of them. So, well, that's right, and that's why I think I really want to emphasize this: is it is natural that people are going to want to come back to BCH. We're succeeding, and they're not. And whatever their copes and different, you know, bullshit, eventually reality catches up with you and they want to come back. But the BCH community needs to be accepting, in quotation marks, of that, in that obviously it's a permissionless protocol. They can do whatever they want. They want to come back and shield BCH. Exactly. So that's their prerogative. But you don't, you can't just let the vampires back in the house, right? If they have proven that they had the wrong ideas and they were on their own mission, they fucked up their own fork, 
We can't just have them come back in and just come up with the same nonsense. If they're going to come in, take a huge public L, admit they were wrong, start again from zero and earn their way back into trust, then that's fine. But if they're just trying to weasel their way back in, I wasn't wrong, but now suddenly I'm over here, et cetera. Like we just cannot be tolerating that and they should be called out. People should say this is bullshit and they should be at the, you know, below the lowest rung of community discussion until they have at the very least made some public statements. I fucked up and like, I know I've got to earn my way back because until you show some contrition and you want to work your way back in there. And and this is on a case by case basis as well too. You know, I think it, it depends like this platform with the show, right? Like, Princess Joshua Hensley. I was very happy to have him on because you know he's he's thinking through these, and I don't think he's ever had any sort of malicious intent. But that will vary on a case by case basis, and I think people should be very very wary of that. It's good that we're succeeding and people want to come back in, but that Absolutely. needs to be treated very very carefully. Yeah, yeah. So it's being accepting, and you know, if someone someone comes back and is like, "Hey, do you know, what? I really made it made a mistake. Then really went through all the points." You know. The fact that these blocks just got so big, it was centralized. Yeah, that that wasn't that smart. So we need bigger blocks, but it needs to have a limit, right? That's like okay, you get it, um, and and that's fine. People make the wrong decisions. I'm sure you you'll make a decision. I'll make it or have a thought at some point, and the consensus will go against us. And I don't think that means we have to just be uh, you know booted out or not welcome back in. I don't think that's that's a nice or a healthy um, community. Um, what, but as you say, you know, it's dealt with on a case by case basis. And that's the thing with the language, what I noticed, we should be just a little bit cautious, I guess, is because there doesn't seem to be a genuine uh, acceptance of this was the wrong path. And so what I wonder is it's, and it seems to me more like, especially from the BSV guys is, oh, our chain has completely come off the rails. We need to find a new chain where we can do the same thing again. And hopefully this time it will work. (laughs) I just get that sort of a vibe from it. And, uh. And I would, oh, I would hate, you know, I'd hate that. I, 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 you know, I think it's so important. Bitcoin Cash being decentralized is important. The BTC, BTCs are right. It, it needs to be decentralized, as we're seeing now with cens- uh, censorship, right? It has to be decentralized. I just disagree fundamentally with the one megabyte, and that's it. <laughs> so that's, yeah. Yes. Anyway, that that we'll see that more. I'm predicting, and I'm very sure over the next six to twelve months. As those projects go off the rails and as ours starts to rise in prominence, we'll see more and more people coming back. And a lot of the people who are more at the fringes, they can just quietly fade in the background, pop up again, maybe change the name on Telegram, whatever it is, and then they can be back in the discussion and good for them. They would have taken some L's quietly. But for the big public voices who have a big clout, they want to come back. They they gotta they gotta they got to take a public L and admit they were wrong and say so. And if they haven't, then I'm sorry. We don't want you back. Stay on your, you had your shot and you fucked it up there. And if you're so smart and so right, do it on your own chain. And that's, that's just the way it has to be. So uh, I think we should be, you know, we want it. We want those people back if they're willing to go through that uh, rehabilitation process. But if they're not just get out of here, we don't need you fucking up what we've got just like you already did. Now, one other thing, I'm just going to sneak this in here, is there was a space today where uh, this guy, I don't even really know what his name is, it's like Rindale, Rindale, something like that. Anyway, he has now been hired by the Taproot Wizards, who've got a $7.5 million investment, and he was hinting at maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to launch a competing client to Bitcoin Core on BTC, which would shake things up 
massively. I feel like their window has kind of passed to really jam that through. They should have done it a lot earlier when they had the momentum and so on, and maybe they won't actually get around to it. But if they create that, that will be the first step to actually seriously firing off a civil war because first they need to create a client and then they need to put in something that the Bitcoin core guys are trying to ban and censor and then it turns into, you know, knives out, right? But that will be the first step if we see something like that. So I'm just floating yeah. that in the BCH consciousness to keep keep an eye on because- That is, that is really interesting. And this is where like, if I, if I had all the money in the world or if I could just steer the BCH community, this is where I'm absolutely convinced that huge steps forwards can be made if they if that all goes ahead and if there is a split coming up because they have got some real issues and i do think i can't imagine that people will just give up or just accept where it is so i think that they are going to try and change uh, something um with the current status quo within the next one or two years and it will cause carnage right it, it will cause carnage who knows maybe afters maybe maybe they'll be on a better path than they are now but who knows what i do think is though in that carnage if bitcoin cash can be showing the sort of calm uh, usage, just basically, hey, our, our system's just working. And with people, you know, like Sig and Kits or in Townsville in Australia, accepting Bitcoin Cash, people using it and just using it as a currency with the right marketing around that, of just this calm, like friendly uh, sort of marketing, then there would be no reason why people stick around for that. So like, hang on a minute, we're going through all of this stress. We're going through all of this fighting. This currency is already being utilized in the real world today. What are we doing? And I imagine then you can, we as a community can pick up a lot of disenfranchised people from from BTC. So, uh, and yeah, I think will be an opportunity for us. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not even just the people. You just think all of the BTC. If people were to start selling BTC, that really realize that okay, my project has got a you know it's looking really bad for the next couple of years. Let's cash out and put it into this thing then that causes then a, a positive feedback loop, right? Because then the value goes up. Hang on, the project has no future then. We're crippled. It's going to take us a few years to get out of this and the value is going down. Um, so I really think there's a great opportunity for BCH to, to up its game here and step in. And I, I, I believe that the community will be ready for this as long as it keeps on the path that it's on right today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Maybe in a few episodes time or a couple of months, I can just see this, this is one of those things I want to note in the show so that regular listeners, when we see it crop up in three or six months, I'm going to be talking about this. Okay. Community comment of the week comes from the White House who are uh, explaining to everyone how at Thanksgiving prices are down. Jet, let's have a listen. and 70 cents from their peak. Airline tickets are down 13% over the last year and car rentals are down about 10%. And as we start preparing our Thanksgiving meals, grocery inflation is at its lowest level in over two years with prices for eggs, milks, bacon, and fresh veggies lower than last year. In fact, according to the American Farm Bureau, the cost of a Thanksgiving dinner fell this year, prices are down for turkey, stuffing, peas, cranberries, pie crust, and whipping cream. We had a big discussion about whipping cream in the back. <laughs> I don't know what whipping cream is. I know whipped cream, but not whipping cream. Anyway, because wages are rising, this Thanksgiving dinner is the fourth cheapest ever as a percentage of average earnings. 
Finally, as we look ahead to holiday, to holiday shopping, since last year, prices for toys are down about 4%. Used cars and trucks are down 7%, and TVs are down 9%. Lowering costs for Americans continues to be the president's top economic priority, from strengthening supply, supply chains to lowering energy and healthcare costs to cracking down on price gouging by ba banning hidden junk fees. President Biden's policy will continue bringing relief to American families. All right, so there we have it. The US government, head of propaganda and disinformation throughout the entire world, busy gaslighting its entire population into the idea that prices are not rising. And when we talked before about people having a reason to really look into crypto, this really strikes me as maybe this is going to be the biggest one. Maybe CBDC lockdowns are going to do it, but maybe it's just straight up your value just crumbling away to nothing. Increasingly, it's just a headline. Like I think back even 10 years ago, talking to people about inflation, it was like, no, that's a thing, but it's not really that bad, blah, blah, blah. You know. But now everybody, even if they don't know about crypto, and one thing crypto has done well is present itself as the alternative. That's the good thing about the whole digital gold shilling, as it has got people very firmly the idea that crypto is the escape from inflation. And I'm hearing a lot more about inflation these days from everyone, no matter what the media says, right? Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, it's amazing to to think, uh, you know, inf inflation's going down. Did, was the What was the official uh, rate now in the US? Did she also mention that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like... It went down from 10 to, to 7 or something, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, you know, this is for me, when... When we we can talk impositively about inflation, whether or the purchasing powers, when the purchasing power is going up, so all of a sudden, hey, with your wage that you're, you know, the same wage you started off of the year, all of a sudden you can buy buy more stuff now because the the price of things are coming down. Um, but of course, that's not the case. So inflation isn't coming down. Inflation is always going up. We're always inflating. The purchasing power of our currencies is always dropping. It's just the speed of that drop is is fluctuating. Um, but when we're talking about losing 6% of your value or 10% or 20%, and this is the other thing, the way that they value um, um, inflation, they don't add into that many things. So they choose their basket of goods. It's very highly selected and, and to, to, to make it sound like inflation's less. They don't include energy into that. They don't, you know, so that's your fuel and your gas. They don't include um, your mortgage or your rent you have to pay. So actually, you know, most of your money that an average person spends is on their rent and their energy bills. But that doesn't that doesn't count. Um, and, and this is something, so in, in, in Germany, I was speaking about this with uh, a local just the, just the other night and he's saying, you know, the official rate, he's lost 20% of his salary over the last, um, like 18 months, 20%. That means that in, when he works one year, two of his months now, two months are worked for free relative to before two months before tax as well. Too. Yeah. Before tax. But that's based on official inflation, which, as I said, doesn't take into account all the things that have really gone up crazily. So that's crazy. You know, who 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 should accept that? And so, well, when they try and sell this as a positive thing, I, I, it just makes me it makes me laugh. You know, um, and I'm sure it will have its effect on the population as a whole because you only need you know a small number, a small percentage of people to believe that, and you're already talking about millions of people. But I really hope that that people, you know use their eyes, use their ears and look at the around them and like, okay, no.
No, I'm not seeing that actually. And I guess most people will do because most people are struggling. You know, I'm sure Janet Ellen Yellen is not struggling. I don't think yeah. she's having to live with the consequence of her, her financial policies. But uh, the majority of Americans um, are, and they'll 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 see through the bullshit. Yes, it takes a while, but like they say, you know, you can fool all the people some of the time, and some of the people all the time. But you can't fool all the people all of the time. And that's really what this makes me think of and i think it's hey, it's transitionary jeremy <laughs> yeah transitory 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 it's like fucking you know you being on this show it was transitory 15 months ago and now actually it's not transitory in fact it's going down so yeah. success it was yeah. transitory there we go god yeah. why didn't we know jesus I, it's yeah. really crazy I, I went to um uh, a heated swimming pool uh a week ago on, on Monday, and uh, with with my wife, and in Germany, so about, this was about seven years ago. It cost eighteen euros to go in there, so it, it's quite nice. It's quite a nice swimming pool. It's you know thirty six degrees. It's yeah, a pretty warm. Swimming pool, mate. Eighteen euros to go for a swim. Far out. The beach it is free, would. didn't you know? It it was uh, now. So that was eighteen euros for so five years ago, six years ago. Now it's uh, thirty six. 36 yeah. euros. So that they, yeah. so we got, you know, there's just one, one, one small take. And what I, you know, so the doubling of the price, um, and I think most of that, most of that uh, price increase was in the last two years, I'm guessing. I haven't been there for, for a while, but. Uh, so this is where you're spending your BTH price on going this is, yeah, yeah. double the rate. Hey, this is, this is, this is where I'm spending my, my BCH, right? This is uh, Glenn Livet, 2014, 16 year old whiskey. It's, it's great. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> All right. In better news, in better news, we've got a meme of the week. This comes from Cheap Lightning. Uh, put up a uh, AI generated music, and Cheap Lightning made an AI generated Jeremy Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, Jeremy in the house. Dude. So we're going to hear that now, and everyone can judge oh, whether wow. or not my career. In rap music is over. So let's take a listen. Yo, Jeremy in the house, Bitcoin cash flowing, podcast dropping, no one stopping. We keep going, spreading knowledge, breaking it down that real quick. Talking crypto, making moves you can't deal with it. Uh, Bitcoin cash, that's the name of the game. Revolutionizing the world, it's never the same. We taking control, breaking free from the banks. Jeremy on the mic, spitting facts, giving thanks. Bitcoin cash podcast, we defy and we rise. Jeremy on the mic, no surprise. Hardcore rap getting real. In these lines, Bitcoin Cash, we stand the test of time. Coin Cash Podcast, we defy and we rise. Jeremy on the mic, no surprise. Hardcore rap getting real in these lines. Bitcoin Cash, we stand the test of time. So, do we have one on our hands here? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you think? Can this replace disloyal, changing the game? That's done. It's over. With. This is this is replacing the Beatles. <laughs> maybe not quite but i mean it's it's fairly catchy and i did like it it's kind of funny because on one hand i was impressed i was like look if this took you five seconds that's pretty fucking good like on a per second basis for five seconds of effort but on the other hand i was like yeah but it's it's kind of generic and also once you know that it's ai generated 
I mean, you can already hear it, but even in the future when it gets better, even if somebody makes an AI-generated song that's indistinguishable, once the word gets out that it's AI-generated, I think people will be a bit like, yeah. Oh, sure. I don't know, right? Like the authentic I, I, Kanye is still Kanye. AI yeah. Kanye, whatever. It didn't come out of his messed there up was mind, an episode, you know? There was an episode of that, I'm pretty sure, in Star Trek where everything was played perfect by by uh, robots. And it becomes then very uninteresting. I, I'm, I'm quite convinced, too, that... Uh, um, I think the future of live music performances never looks so good because people want to people want to see humans. They want to hear that effort going in. But I think the song, I think it's pretty catchy. I think that yeah. um, with, with, with the AI's ability for creating graphics and music, um, it's great to see people using this to help promote BCH because, yeah, I think I think the song, I'd say it's nothing that special, but it's also, it's really not that bad. It's, it's yeah, pretty, exactly. And for the effort, effort output, it's amazing. Yeah, the efficiency right there is is massive. It's and so I'm not. Yeah, how I'm much not in. Did you put it making your song? Just think about well, how. Well, that's much- right. It took me months and months, you know, like to make uh, my song, and that's that's kind of funny because on one hand, it's kind of like, yeah, I could never compete. This this uh, bot can just churn out an album before I've even just opened up my Logic Pro. But on the other hand, that kind of devalues, you know, these songs. Like, yeah. you know, you can just churn them out of anywhere. So maybe I'm just coping. Maybe it's just like people <laughs> say, like, cope it. but no, I'm not coping. Like people say, like, oh, the sure. internet. You know, people will never replace the the scrolls of parchment. They'll never on the replace page, you know? more important than if than exactly. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, uh, but I, I really do think you know the. Uh, um, it's funny that our, our CTO, he said, um, it was a question about AI, will it replace our jobs? And he said, uh, no, and then explain why. And I was like, I had a complete, yes, it will replace your job. It will replace many musicians' job. Um, it will replace their job, but it just means then the market changes. You know, people yeah. move on to the thing. What I'm absolutely convinced by, uh, people will be listening to AI for for albums, sure. But no one wants to listen to a robot playing live, and people will pay through the teeth. And that's, you know, so I think I think uh, I think there will always be room for your live music, Jeremy, and uh, for real human production. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too I'm not too sure about people want to see people live because you think about it now, like you have someone like Dua Lipa or whatever, it's her on stage and maybe some backup dancers. There's no band. There's no, they don't even do the music live. They hey, just play. You not see Taylor Swift the other day, 60 degrees. Everyone was still there. They were, they were dying to see her. Yeah, but that's what they, they were dying to see Taylor Swift. But back in the day, Taylor Swift would have had 50 musicians to play all the different songs. Now they just played out the speakers and she sings over the top and that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But they still, they want to go and see the person. Yeah, yeah. no, but then, then I think the that's life... what I'm saying. It's not about the music, it's about the celebrity and about, about that, right? Well, hold on, because you're also talking about a specific, like, slice of musicians, right? Exactly. AI will never yeah. compete against the virtuosos. And... Yeah. Uh, no, come on, come on, come on. I like no, the virtu- scene of the day. Look, this whole virtuoso thing, that's such a that's such a fun, that's such a scam, right? Because they've done those experiments where they have virtuoso guy in the subway playing his million dollar violin and he gets like two dollars in donations and then that night he plays at the opera house for like five million dollars right and everybody goes wow what an amazing guy right like come on come on it's all <laughs> sure right the 
but this is like a, a, a personal preference thing too, right? I'm not really that interested in music that's 4-4 four, or four, 3-4, four, like right out the gate. Most AI is going to be making, well, most music is 3-4-4-4, four, 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 right? So most AI is going to be producing things like that. Oh my God. You, you no, back, what is this? Well, well, we feed we feed AI with loads of electronic dance music and, and it'll make it's going to be... Exactly. It's it's gonna be having no beat that is recognizable, but it's still gonna be awesome. I reckon you're 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 wrong there, Jet. Okay. You're, you're, you're yeah. under underestimating. I'll I'll send you some things and you tell me it was the day you find an AI capable of making anything comparable. Oh feed well, it. Spin it up right now. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, someone's start gotta, it up. Someone's gotta send me a link to this thing. I gotta test it out because <laughs> I, I don't this is I've been playing with LLMs for three months now. I know what they're capable of. I'm still skeptical of them too. Yeah, well, oh, I, 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 yeah. I think I'm this is. I think that. basically everyone that I know, everyone that I know in real life, completely underestimates AI because they don't realize that um, artificial general intelligence is just around the corner. No, nope, I do. I've literally been working hands-on with these models for three months, doing chain of thought, chain of graph, tree of graph. All that bullshit is just steps of inference. But AGI is a massive sequential chain of events where the token windows are way too small now. The way that we deal with token windows is by summarizing and getting rid of important context. We got months, months at least. I would say more likely years to go before we're at AGI. Yeah, yeah, God, oh my God, if you're talking about months and years, that's nothing. That's I, if we, you said if we, right around the corner. When I hear right around the right corner, around I'm thinking corner is week. within the next 10 years. I'm sorry, maybe it's because of my Yeah, that is still right, come, right around the corner. Come on, that's, we're, we're, it's humanic. We are going to see it in our lives. And the fact that we are going to be witnessing that is crazy. And when it, and and we are going to be, I mean, we, even with art already, I mean, some of the art that's been created, I think is the the art that's really inspired me recently when I found out it's been by AI, created by AI, <laughs> that's made me question a lot about what it means to be human. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like right now we don't have that. We don't have real, real intelligence, but. I feel like I'm a bit behind the curve on AI, really, because it seems like the kind of thing I should be plugged into and I should be interested in and forward thinking about and stuff. But after an initial burst of being super onto it and like, wow, this is going to replace everything overnight, I kind of came to the view like, yeah, but I tried using a couple of the tools and it wasn't very useful to me. And I thought, well, maybe it's useful to somebody else but I'm still in the position that I'm going to need to hire somebody to do that, just like I would need to hire somebody to do a lot of other stuff that I don't know how to use the tools for. But maybe that will change. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I, we I, can I, already produce more shit than you can consume, right? There's already so much, you know, whatever there is, 5,000 hours of content uploaded to YouTube every second, right? So there's already more. Really that much. That is then you can than you can ever look at. So no. it's already down to... But we need more, Jeremy. We need more. <laughs> and so if you <laughs> lower the cost of production, <laughs> you, you get I'm more a- shit that I'm not going to look at and that everybody is not going to look at on average. And yeah. so I'm just yeah, but- like, it's still going to be the 0.1%, which is still going to have somehow a uniquely human element into it, even if it was the human that listen to the five AI songs and pick the good one, right? I'm I'm pretty sure, Jeremy, in the future, when you're there with your like Ray-Ban uh uh 
<laughs> when you're there with your glasses and all of a sudden, whoa, I'm in VR, right? You know, by the way, this is for the laser protection for anyone out there. This is this is essential to signal that you are a BCH proponent. Um, you put on your glasses and you into you go into this virtual world and you're like, shit, I really like, uh, I, I like Lord of the Rings and I like Interstellar. And you just have to say those two things, Lord of the Rings and, and you How the hell does together. that fit together? Boom, you're there and you pay for it with Bitcoin Cash or whatever you to, to run the algorithms and do it all. And you'll be, you'll say to me, it's like, yeah, actually, I get it. We need more content because you can create custom-made content for you based on your likes with whoever you want it to be in there, whichever actor or genre. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I, but that's, you see, whichever actor, you've given the game away right there. People are still going to want to watch Tom Cruise, the VR-generated version, or the future Tom Cruise that they've sure. developed a connection to. They're not going to want to watch Cyborg 10,000. They're going to watch yeah. a person somewhere. The concept of a person is important to people. Um, yes, I, I hope so, at the very least. What I what I would say there is once... Um, once the CGI is so so realistic, you know the actors will still be doing the acting, and as they do do, you know, in, in CGI now, it's really uh, uh, the actor is really acting that. So they they put all the points on and they record it, and then they turn it into three D. So when you watch a real actor doing it, it's basically, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's how they made that. But in the future, when they've trained all those models and can create new new actors, it might be that you still want to watch a particular actor, but it might not be that that actor's real. It could be a purely no, fictitious Just, yeah, yeah. creation. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the human mind and how we work, we we have an association. We we're, we like, you know, people like, you know, I I have uh, certain actors um, who I, I just, I love watching them. Tom Hardy, for example, I, I just love watching him act because he's always different in all the films. I'm just watching Peaky Blinders right now and watching him in that. It's just, he's always different. So I'm kind of interested by that because it's, you know, he's a real human. So I, it's more, that's much more interesting to me. You know, how- well, That's the some- thing, you've never, you've never met him. He could be fake. He's not, sure. I assume. But you like the idea that somewhere out there he's walking around and he had an argument with his girlfriend and he no, I don't care about that. Gave him, what else? I don't, I don't, not not him as a person. It's just him as his acting abilities. Just is that someone that, that that someone can encap that, that changes their mannerisms that they can cut you know and really be someone else. I find that quite awesome because it's but it's, it's important it's, to you that he's real. If I told you. That Tom Hardy was just an AI fake this whole time. You would, oh right, yeah, sure, your sure. enjoyment as a result. Right? Yeah, yeah, because then he ha- it's not a uh, not someone. It's not relatable then, is it? Because the, what's great about when you learn when you see someone who's playing uh, great music or you know doing something really awesome is that they're a human being just like you, and they've trained doing that, and you know that all that hard work that's gone into that. So it's really respectable. Where if it's just happened, because then it's yeah. Then it's not 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 so interesting, right? There we go. Five minutes of conversation. Now you're making my argument that by lowering the barrier to entry, you decrease the the scarcity, you decrease the significance of it. Anyway, I'm yeah. I'm glad we've had this debate because we'll we'll see in a year or so, right around the corner, it'll be we'll be in fucking VR. Like I'll I just won't even be doing the podcast at that point. We'll just be generating up. New episodes from feed it with the past all, everything runs, you've ever right? created and <laughs> exactly and just what's the, the news this week? I'll t- well, you put in the headlines, automate that, and then bang, you just have automated AI Jeremy giving you his take, and I'll be uh, God 
either chilling on a beach or just like depressed and worthless. Yeah. And and to way. bring it and to bring it back, this is where I, I think the prediction markets are essential. So not not only an interesting business proposition, but are essential because we are going to be at that stage very soon that everything's being generated for us and we don't really know what's reality anymore. Like what what is real, what's not. Um, yeah. And so it's a way for us still to sort of uh, understand what people are thinking or, or you know, uh, and what, because I think the next few years are going to get pretty, pretty weird in, in that area. Human culture. It does always adapt, but it's going to have a, a hard yeah. time with this one. But we've always known, like in the past, people have just accepted what they read in the papers. So they saw it in the paper. It was real. And of course, we know that wasn't the case, but people, you know, people accepted that. Now we'll come to a stage where they can be seen, they can be viewing like videos of whatever it is, someone murdering someone. It looks 100% real, but it's fake. It's all fake. That alone will be very, very strange. But then when people finally realize that, oh my God, I can't trust anything that I read or, or see anymore. I can't trust my own eyes. Not to but get you already can't, like, this is what I'm saying about the cost of production has changed, but it's already possible to fake something to the degree that people like even five years ago it was possible to doctor an image blah blah blah, and maybe it took a lot of time and effort and specific and blah 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 but there's eight billion people in the world so even if it took a hundred thousand of them from your point of view that's nothing right like it's fake or it's not you're already being presented with believably fake stuff now there's just higher awareness that this is easier to produce not yeah, to... but there's also more of it. Yeah, but because that's what it's... I said before. You only have 24 hours in a day. You can only consume 0.01% of what's already produced. If it's 0.01%, add a few more zeros, it doesn't matter. Your 24 hours is still your 24 hours. You're talking about it from a content perspective, like just, just enjoyment, entertainment. No, from an individual perspective. Like, I can only consume x hours of things per day there's a max cap right so yeah. right now i'm already consuming that amount of stuff so if more bullshit is produced that either does or doesn't make it into that percentage of things that i'm looking at yeah, I but don't... the percentage of what you're looking at which uh, can be high quality fake goes up though right even if you don't change the amount of volume and that's the issue i find right now for example on twitter i find it quite fascinating how many people really famous people or big Twitter sites, they start sharing something like, oh my God, look at this. And then like a day or two later, it comes out as, yeah, this is 100% fake. <laughs> Why? So there's- the, That's what I'm that. saying. We already have that problem. Being able to produce fake Shop, stuff 100x as much doesn't oh, but change I, the, the it's, problem. It's exploding though. I, I don't think, I don't know. For me, I remember on back back in the day when the internet first came out, like- you would be you would you would get that sort of thing once a month or once every couple. It was you would it was quite limited. Whereas now it's I open up Twitter like bloody hell, what's this? Oh, fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. it's fake. Yeah. Have either of you yeah, guys well, that's right. watched or played the Cyberpunk series? No, the game. There's a Netflix series about it now too. There's a series. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I've got to watch it. I haven't seen it. Okay, so there's a concept in there called brain dances, and hearing you guys talk about this has me concerned now, especially knowing what Elon's doing with the Neuralink stuff. Do you yeah. think with the proliferation of fake content generated by AI 
that we'll get to a point where people put mon- high monetary value on experiencing someone else's memories because you know yes. that's real. Yes. Yes. Westworld. God damn it. Yes. You've, you've ah. seen Westworld. We talked about this last time, but of course, people will pay huge amounts of money for that. Yeah. Okay. So that terrifies me. I don't know how to react to that. Like, what's yeah? The, what's the appropriate response? There is yeah. no appropriate. We're, we're incre- discovering a real thing. And and yeah, uh, for me, this is uh, the the whole Neuralink thing. Um, is uh, you know when if it's just going to be used for uh, curing paralyzed people, for example, and reconnecting nerves in the brain, I think this is fantastic. But of course, that's not the end goal. The end goal is to be able to completely uh, tap into the visual cortex and to be able to transfer data directly to the brain so you can perceive. Uh, uh, so, so what I understand is sight is already basically a done deal. That's really easy to be able to transmit uh, visual information into the brain. Um, that, that's OK. The, uh, many of the other senses are quite difficult, such as, you know, touch and the feeling of uh, acceleration and things like that. So that, um, but. But that's that's where the end goal is, and uh, yeah, capturing all of that data, modeling you, selling it. Ooh. That's right. Yeah, you're plugged in. Yeah, then we then we just get through to the Matrix, best film ever made. By the way, anybody best listening, film. I met I met somebody recently who I just can't remember who, but I was talking to them, and they were like, "I've never seen the Matrix," and I was like, Man. "You need to just tonight go and sit and watch that movie because that it was made more than twenty years ago." Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just looping in the simulation. And if you have not seen that movie, you just are unaware of like the like all of humanity just irrelevant compared to that. It's like a two hours that just returning to mind. Yeah, it was such a great movie. But it's amazing. I'm I'm uh, there's someone I work with who's never watched Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. None of them. I know a guy who who's not watched Star Wars, and he's like proud of it. He's like, oh no, it's Harry Potter. He's like, I've never. Seen, I've never watched or read Harry Potter, and I'm like, <laughs> like, but you know, it's like a huge hype thing, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen it. And I'm like, so the only reason at this point that you haven't seen it is because you want to be contrarian. Objectively, you're just missing out. It's, right? Yeah, you need to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this <laughs> is the, one, of the, one of the best uh, tangents. This is a preview of in the AI generated future where we've got nothing else to worry about. We're going to make the content was low, you know, on the BCH things are shit. We're going on. Because for me, um, I think cryptocurrency pay, plays one of the most important. It's one of the most important technological developments since the printing press. So I, I really hold it very high for, um, spreading information in a way like the printing press did um, and decentralizing and democratizing um, the, that information and, and the power that comes with it, you know, our entire finance, uh, the financing of the world. AI is the most, is, is gonna, I, I cannot imagine, I just cannot possibly imagine anything that will be more important than what's happening now with AI and over the next 10, 20 years. Um, the only thing I can imagine is something like faster than light, you know, teleportation might might be better, might might be more important to humanity. That so these two technologies, you know, crypto and AI, they they're coming about at the same time. And of course, the shift right now is to AI rather than from crypto. And we're seeing there a lot of funds moving out of the crypto space because of that. But you know, th- there seems like that there, there must there must be some way of these two technologies coexisting in a way that's actually complementing one another. Um, 
you know, with uh, I'm not sure how, but I just feel it intuitively. Like there is the there must be something there. They can't be that they're just two isolated products that that don't touch on each other. Well, shout out right now to Mira Hurley. For anybody who doesn't know, Mira Hurley is one of the most fascinating people, I would guess, in the crypto space. It's a Twitter account which has this sort of female avatar that I'm uh, 95%, nah, no. 95% yeah, I was thinking sure, I know was generated by AI. It's not probably not actually a woman, but it's got this AI generated. <laughs> it's the CEO. Early. Yeah, exactly. It's actually. <laughs> we, we're on to you. We know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Of Nano and has been just obsessively posts about how Nano is the best, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this thread came out where Mira Hurley said, oh, by the way, I've made a chat GPT that you can pay in Nano to use the chat GPT without signing up, right? That's that's what you're talking about. That's a fusion. For example. Right there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and uh, you know, paying in BCH to pay for the uh, the cloud computing costs, so it's running. It could be you know really decentralized. So you pay, and it just taps you into whatever network's available. You know, I'm, I'm sure sure there's sure there's some stuff there. Um, but I, I'm really excited by it. You know, and I've shared some of the um, Dali GPT the uh, images also on Twitter. So creating some uh, BCH stuff. So I just type in Emerald Bit Bitcoin and with whatever spaceman holding it or little uh, fiendish looking uh, creature and, and so on. And the results are amazing. You know, I, I, I couldn't create that myself. You know, I'm not, not an, uh, not an artist. Uh, and I think it would take me about 10 years to learn those sort of skills to be able to get anything close to that. So AI is, uh, very, very interesting. And, uh, yeah, if anyone else in the community that can help use it to leverage, to help market BCH, then please do, uh, like the, like cheap lightning with his Bitcoin cash song. Yes. There's okay. also, so, hold on real quick. Go, go on, Jen. All so right. Langchain did an example of an open API agent. And open API is just a spec, uh, specification document that says, this API has these endpoints, these are the parameters it expects, this is the expected return response, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a certain sequence of system prompts that you can give an LLM to make it say, okay, based on the user input, what endpoints might I have to hit to accomplish what the user, or to give an appropriate response to the user. So we can already build LLM agents that can interact with blockchains. There just needs to be an open API specification document for some other backend server. Now, this is where things get weird, right? LLMs on their own can't really do actions. There will always have to be some other backend server to run those things. So it's not just that you have the cost of the LLMs and the scaling infrastructure and all that behind it, but also the cost of the like tool set that you want to use. Um, but those things are very possible to do today. And I think in like a week or so with what I've done through my day job, I could have something set up for you if you're interested. Wow. It, it, this would just be like a personal assistant, like it knows that you have access to this amount of funds and you could read an address. And so you could say, send X money to this, this person. And it maybe looks in a table and goes, okay, this wallet, like a contact list kind of thing. Nothing that get in beach house. Like this is, this is what I'm talking about. Let's get that in the fucking cooking in the inside side. Where are you at, mate? You were in the chat before. 
Listen, listen, you turn a message afterwards. Well, I'm just curious how useful are things like that? Like, because the LLMs will take actions based upon things that we can already do, right? If we already have ways to do it, and they're really like three clicks of a button, who's going to type whole messages in? Are people really so, so, and this is me being maybe a little too autistic, but are people so socially inclined that they'd rather message a thing to do a task rather than press three buttons to do the same thing? This is what it, this is. Then, then it comes back down to human interaction. That's what I'm saying. It's like ah. even if fiendish and I can get something going in three clicks of a whatever, there's still going to be a certain element that he and I are going to want to meet up in person and have a beer and build trust that way far more efficiently than anything on a screen, which is what we did in St. Kitts, right? I feel like we're going full circle again. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, okay, all right, all right. That's that's enough of the Bitcoin Cash Philosophy podcast. Uh, that's the sequel. Once we take over global reserve currency, we're definitely going to have B chat where I just talk shit, or maybe it's all AI generated. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you'll be sat on a beach just pressing the red button. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next. <laughs> I won't be pressing any buttons. If you know how automation works, no, you, you're, no you're, you're I'll really be watching like, there. It's the me. I'm doing the work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be watching in third perspective, like spaced out on some fucking LSD. Or anyway, okay. All right. All right. Cash. Exactly. All right. We got a message to the community. You know the drill. What does the BCH community need to hear? Keep being positive, BCH. Uh, it's awesome. The, the the transformation that's happened that I've seen is great. Everyone loves uh, the underdog uh, that's going to win. And that's exactly what BCH is. So stay positive, meet up in real life and work on projects with each other to make Bitcoin cash and yourself and whatever business you have a complete success. Peace. Love that. Okay. All right. We've got supporter appreciation. Shout out to our donators, Ricky and HP. Shout out to our sponsor, General Protocols, BCH Bull. We've got some free publicity this episode. And if you are loving this show, it would really help if you go to flipstarter.bitcoincashpodcast.com and send in some sats. I think we've got about six or seven days left and we're about 66%. We've got like 21 BCH out of 35 uh, committed. Nice. So please come along, throw in some sats. And I got to shout out our existing contributors who are amazing. Majamalu, Marcelo, Shadow of Harbringer, Henry Cashlit noted about the whole uh, Saturday's thing. That's a separate topic for another time. But I saw your comment. Turek, Emergent Reasons, and Sandak is man, which is Marius. Uh, love you, mate. You're a legend. Thank you Whatever. all for contributing to the podcast. It's been amazing. So we've got Bitcoin Cash Podcast. Com. I have been grinding the last couple of days on the FAQs. I made a new one about soft and hard forks, uh, which I'm yeah. sure we'll get a lot of use out of these. The that would have been a good topic, actually, because that's just such a stupid name, right? Because the whole point of fork, you have a fork in a road, it, it yes, immediately does set one. up a split in your yeah. head, even though that actually doesn't have to be a coin split, you know? So Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That, that'll be a topic for next time. Um if you're new to the show, listen to episode 85 because uh, there's a lot going on, but you really need to understand the background of all this. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense, at least in my mind. Um, 
you've got to understand the foundation the foundations shout outs fiendish who do you need to give a shout out to oh I would like to give a shout out just to everyone that's building right now. So Sahid, well done for your, for the work you're doing. Of course, General Protocols, who also sponsored the show, but genuinely, uh, that, that, that's got nothing to do with me. Uh, so it's it's amazing to see this, how many, the, the people that are building and how many of them that, that are there. And the final one, who I think um, gets too little appreciation. So he's created his lovely song for us. Uh, which we picked apart to some degree, uh, but Cheap Lightning, who is really, you know, putting in such tremendous amount of work into moderation, into creating content. Um, and he doesn't get the, because he's not showing his face, I don't think he gets quite enough love, you know. Uh, I've heard some rumors he's not a cat as well. You know, I don't know if I was supposed to say that shit. Maybe don't, don't bring up the AI. We've already been through over that topic. <laughs> please, please, no more on that. <laughs> Great. Jet. Do you have any shout-outs? I guess one, and it's completely unrelated to cryptocurrency. Uh, this would be to Maddie and Carson of the band The Callous Dowboys, who I went to see in Montreal, and a band that I'd argue is a candidate as a band that AI can't replace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just super friendly. Uh, and I had a, a fantastic time, even though I got punched in the eye in the mosh pit. It was worth it. <laughs> Well, that's, that was the experience after all. Okay, my shout-out goes to Natalia, who I mentioned before, and I said, look, do you want, if you want to cash out, that's fine. Just give me. And she said, no, I'm in. I'm in. we got to spread this to more people. That's how it gets more value. I'm in the network. Love that. Amazing. We'll see you again soon. And also to Charlie from Resist CBDC, I've got the new mug that I bought off him, paid in BCH, of course, and I've been drinking partially from this one, which is the alcohol, and this one, which is not. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Charlie for sending me that mug. Absolutely legendary. So that will do it for the show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Until next time. Take care. Bye. So I started realizing that if you can just find strength just a little bit longer, you will have a crew of people following you along the way. And that is another thing that no one can ever teach you. Because you, you're going to have to learn that on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to pull that energy out of your mind on your own. There's not, there's, there's no book you can read that all of a sudden I have it. I've got the technique now. I know how to do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, a grind that you have to start and finish 